Do you remember if you're dreaming? Aloha friends, shifters, dreamers from all across the internet. This is Brendan and you're tuned in for another very exciting live broadcasted Paradigm Shift Dream Class here presented through ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real world interactive game to help shift consciousness. So as per usual, this is going to be a great chance for us to come together from people all across the world to be able to practice talking about the metaphysics, the dream exploration, lucid dreaming, consciousness, dimensions, infinity, and beyond. And as per usual, I am joined by some fellow amazing shifters from across the globe, as we said. So fellow amazing shifters, please feel free to unmute your microphones and make some animal noises and show some love to the people. People tune into this, so let's make some noise. Awesome, good job, guys. Woof, woof. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for tuning into this again. My name is Brendan, I'm the uh, one of the team captains amongst many captains for paradigmshiftcentral.com. And if you haven't checked that out yet, please feel free to check that. You can check out all of the past broadcasts that we do, Dream Class is one of many broadcasts that we do every every two weeks on Tuesdays. And uh, in addition to that, we got team building hangouts, Destiny School, admin meetings, and lots of other media and amazing content being created by the community members. So with tonight's class, what we're going to be doing, once again, we're coming together. We've been doing Dream Class for quite a while now at this point. Um, Dream Class began back in May-ish. So, I mean, we've been going for close to half a year um, if not more at this point of dream classes. So a uh, little small round of applause to everyone for doing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Guys. <laughs> Good job. And um, yeah, through each one that we do for us to come together to practice talking about this stuff, because I understand, I know that a lot of people are interested in dreaming. And that's something we'll talk about. Why are we interested in dreaming? But we don't usually have, it's not, in a lot of cases, it's not uncommon for people to not have people who they can talk to about their experiences. And so just as like a preface, and then we'll go around the circle, and we'll ask a little bit and uh, find out about what brings people to dream class tonight. This is a little bit of a preface for me personally, as I've kind of explained in other dream classes before, studying dreams is for me a, a, a beautiful jump point into being able to help accelerate and assist our shift in consciousness. From my own perspective, a big part of the shift in consciousness is awakening up to more of this reality and awakening up to our own multidimensional reality and what that means. And a big part of that is understanding that this reality is not just the physical. And a lot of ways as to how I try to explain it is to sort of, and again, this is my explanation, think for yourself, but if it makes sense, you know, like just vibe with it. But it's part of this idea that like the physical is kind of what we come into, whereas the dream space is actually closer to where we are from. And the dream space is that place where thoughts can create, where you can manifest, where you can fly, where you can think of something and teleport there. It's a place where it's an immediate holographic reflection for you to be able to learn more about yourself as a cosmic sovereign being and to be able to help assist and accelerate your own personal evolution as a soul. So through this discussion, we're going to be learning about what we can do within the dream space, how to work towards lucidity, some tips and tricks, and of course, being able to document some of the experiences that are happening within the dream space. That's the beautiful part about this is that, yeah, we're in the physical, we're doing all this stuff all the time, we're, we're changing the world, and yet parallel to everything that's happening in the physical, there is this often unspoken yet highly active story that is happening within the dream space. So here we're coming to coming coming together almost as like gonzo journalists 
journalists of the dream space of our personal dream space to say like hey here's a little bit of what's been happening in my dream space so um just as a prelude i got some uh some examples of some really vivid dreams that i'm going to be reading tonight from my friend Lacey. her dreams are like beautiful off the off the hook um and just like totally a great example of what can happen within the dream space. So this class is here to be able to encourage and inspire and educate you to continue working towards your own dream exploration process as you continue to go through that own personal shift in consciousness. So with that said, that's part of what brings me to dream class is being able to help facilitate this for you guys and being able to help work on my own progress and being able to help just learn and and, and take in all of the excitement that is uh, unfolding right now within the dream space. So with that said, we're going to go around the circle and we're going to get people to just briefly introduce themselves. We'll say who they are and a little bit about what brings them to dream class. And so just as a little bit of uh, introduction, we do have a few people. We have Bryce, we have Brandon, we have Jamie, we have Devin, we have Emily, we have Laura, we have Michael Pratt, and we have Spencer. So to start, we're actually going to pass it over to Brandon. And Brandon, when you're ready, you can unmute yourself and tell us a little bit about what brings you to dream class today. So Brandon, go ahead and welcome. Thank you. Um, so in dream class today, um, I've never really seen anything like this. I was kind of hoping to learn more about one lucid dreaming, um, kind of see if that can help you figure out more like the spirit guides uh for myself personally and kind of what the power of the mind can do how to how to control lucid dreaming better so that's about it awesome perfect man well uh thank you for joining and uh yes this is a great place to be able to talk about all that so sweet okay guys let's keep going around and uh whoever would like to introduce themselves next please feel free to just unmute your microphone and we'll uh keep going along and devin Hello. looks like <clears throat> looks like you're ready to go so devin welcome back to dream class and uh what brings you back this time hey thanks uh, just always getting you know the consistency and learning with the class and you know keeping you know just like recharging my dream motivation with you guys each each time it happens right and yeah, just always on, always on my journey, always on my quest. Just wanting to go deeper and further to the truth, and you know, turn into the skill. It's kind of a craft, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, Devin, welcome back. It's a uh, great to have you here. And um, last time, again, if if you guys may be new to this definitely like go back and check out the past dream classes it doesn't matter if they're old like they're still very relative and, and they're still new if you haven't heard them before but what's interesting is that you kind of hear this bigger story when you tune into more than one of kind of like recurring people joining in their own progress and their own unfolding development um last week devin was uh, to or the last dream class when devin was here <laughs> devin was sharing about um his experience of like having a dream where he was like vividly taken into what he recognized as like hollow earth or agartha and then momentarily there and then like sort of like shot back and kind of like woke up and stuff um so devin devin just as just as maybe like a, a little bit of a teaser are have you been having uh more dreams that you might be able to share with us within this class of uh that nature or otherwise um actually just like while while i've been trying to go back there i've actually been needing to actually kind of work on my physical body and being able to hold more light because each time I try to go to that that certain depth again, I feel that same kind of um, really violent vibration and I always get shot back and I end up waking up and it's really actually nauseous. Like the first time that happened to me, 
I ended up puking when I woke up just of, just of how nauseous I felt. And so it's kind of, I'm almost kind of just like training my body. So I haven't really experienced going there again yet, but I'm always, I'm constant, I've been constantly trying, but it's just been um, practicing holding large amounts of light in my body so that I can actually like withstand the almost, I guess like a spiritual pressure of being that far out of my body or in my body. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Word man, word. Yeah. And, and again, with this class, it's, it's what makes it interesting is that you're going to hear like a variety of people in different states uh, of dreaming. And, um, you know, again, just kind of like planting the seed, what makes it really exciting, at least from my perspective, um, is almost like this kind of what sounds like a sci-fi concept of the idea that every night we're like logging in to another layer of like this hyperdelic reality. Like imagine if you could every night go to sleep and like consciously step into like a virtual reality simulator. Yet in this case, like, you know, we can sort of explain like, is it a virtual reality simulator? Is it like this holographic advanced like bioetheric technology? And if so, like, why is it there? How is it helping us? Um, which is stuff we've talked about before. But again, it's very interesting when we start getting into the the different the difference between some dreams that are just kind of like sort of like regular dreams and then other dreams that are kind of like this, like have a different texture, a different feeling to them. And they're, they're as real as this present moment right now. And, and we're talking about going into other places and, and visiting other parts of the galaxy and communicating with other entities. So we were talking about this last class, you know, a lot of what makes this very interesting is that within the dream space, you get into this idea that this is where contact is happening. This is where we are actually like beginning to uh, open up communication with uh, other cosmic beings within the universe, so to speak. So yeah, we'll, we'll explore that as we go. And again, I like what Devin mentioned that as it is intended, is kind of like a, a spiritual boost hub. So, you know, we kind of come here and we kind of refuel and uh, yeah, it keeps us motivated for, for the ongoing journey. So again, huge shout to you guys for being here. And uh, of course, huge shout out to everyone tuned into this in the future and uh, listeners and everywhere. So let's keep going around, guys, and we'll uh, pass, the mic pass the microphone, pass the talking stick to the next person that would like to introduce themselves. So whoever would like to do that, please just feel free to unmute your microphone when you're ready to do so. And Spencer, we'll uh, pass it over to you. And welcome to Dream Class. Go Thank right you. ahead. Uh, so this is my first class. Um, I've always had a really, really big sensitivity to dreaming ever since I was a young, from a young, young age. Um, my mother, she's the one who actually pointed it out to me. that She would actually come to me and ask me to interpret her dreams for her. Um, and I've always been a very vivid dreamer. Never really kind of analyzed my own dreams, and mostly like other people's. Um, I think it's really interesting that our dreams are manifested from our subconscious. And I think it's, if we can, if we can analyze those and apply it to our life, then we can definitely improve everything we need to in our waking conscience. And it's just it's totally perplexing to me. I mean, it's just really fascinating stuff. Awesome. Awesome, man. Dude. Yeah, it's totally, that's a, that's a huge part of this is, is just kind of like figuring out part of the mystery behind it. And uh, yeah, like how we can learn from it is, is a huge part of it. So that's awesome. Spencer, is there anything else you want to mention or we'll pass the talking stick around or? Nope. I'm good. Thanks. That's good. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So that said, we'll keep going around and whoever would like to introduce themselves next, please feel free to do so. So between uh, Jamie, Emily, Laura, and Michael. 
if you guys just wants to unmute yourself next, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. And uh, we'll give it a second there. So maybe if Michael wants to go next, we could just pass the talking stick over to him. Um, Michael, if you're if you're ready, we'll pass it uh, over. To you. No, I'd, I'd like to give everybody else a chance, but because um, I go all the time. Uh, well, hi. I'm and just move move your microphone a little bit closer. When you guys second. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you can. How about now? That's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, my name is Michael Pratt. Um, I am now uh, 23 years old in human years. Um, I uh, so we're talking. We're saying like, kind of what brings us to dream class. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I've always been really interested in um, dreams and just different ways of communication and figuring out like what dreams mean. And, you know, if you can meet um, other entities, you know, gnomes, elves, fairies, um, and even, you know, uh, different, I guess uh, what people would call uh, extraterrestrial uh, beings. And it seems like a lot of that, if it's going to happen, it happens in, um, in dream time. Um, I've had, you know, plenty of experiences um, with that in particular. So, um, yeah, I've, I've always been really interested in dreams. And I think, you know, because we can dream, that's kind of one of the things that, uh, you know, is kind of like a, a mystery. I think if, if we... If we couldn't dream, I think life would definitely wouldn't be the same. And um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of what brings me to dream class. And I'm really interested in human evolution, so. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I think he might be frozen. Oh. I think, yeah, yeah I think he might. Is Brendan talking? Well, his microphone's muted right now, and his picture doesn't look like it's moving. Oh, okay. I could continue on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, if you can hear me. Um, but, yeah, basically, human evolution, human advancement, um, you know, the next step of like, you know, All right, I'm back. from, from where we've come, you know, how, what's the next step, you know, how do we uh, keep growing and evolving? And, uh, so that brings me to dream class. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Did you catch and all I, of it? I, I did. I, I heard all of it sometimes like my browser was lagging because I was trying to post it somewhere um mm -hmm. if, if just just as like protocol side note if that ever happens again guys just kind of like feel jump in and moderate it just within like your your own intuition and stuff like that so anybody anybody is capable of kind of doing that so um but yes i'm good to go um but yeah michael that's I, I really like the idea that you're bringing in that perspective of like 
evolution, human evolution. Cause it's interesting because like within like the discussion of evolution, dreams don't really play a, 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 a like a pivotal part of it. They're, they're not like a main part of the discussion, you know, they're just kind of like this secondary thing where, um, and, and a lot of it is because there's, there's this mystery yeah, yeah, there's this mystery behind it. But I mean, what happens if we start studying? And, and this is kind of what we were kind of like even talking about before the class is just like, you know, like, what would we be able to understand dreams better if we started um, hypothesizing and, and, and theorizing like what other animals might dream of? You know, like, what do dolphins dream of? What do apes dream of? You know, like, what do what do trees dream of? You know, are trees right. constantly in a deep state of meditation? And are they dreaming all the time? And that's a discussion we can get into kind of for another topic. Um, but yeah, like it is, is the human, this is kind of, you know, something we can get into a little bit later, but is human evolution capable of being recognized both within our physical. And then it kind of gets to a point where the physical is like not as noticeable. And then it kind of moves into like this etheric zone. And I feel that's kind of what's happening. And then that's what like is actually kind of being measured through the dream space. So it's like, as we kind of evolve, our physical body may appear like relatively the same yet what's actually evolving is like our connection to like those higher dimensional planes and our, and our ability to kind of like bring in that awareness into this like 3d dimensional experience. So it's like a 5d awareness into a 3d uh, experience and kind of like merging those, uh, those two like aspects of reality and stuff. And, and yeah, and the dream space is like a huge, again, a huge portal to that process I feel. So yeah, yeah, I think it'd be good for people studying evolution to start studying dreams a little bit more. So, but I guess that's what we're doing here. So awesome. Michael, thank you. Thank you again for joining here, brother. And uh, with that said, we'll uh, keep passing the talking stick around. And um, who would like to go next? Uh, we do have uh, Bryce, Jamie, and Emily. So Emily, you got your microphone open. So we'll pass it over to you when you're ready. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, I'm Emily, and I'm 23 years old, and I'm here because of my excitement. <laughs> my excitement brought me here, and I've always been a very vivid dreamer, and I don't know much about them. I know a bit. I like to analyze dreams with people who like to analyze them with me. Um, I definitely just want to know more. Awesome. That's perfect. <laughs> cool. Well, Emily, thank you for joining. And uh, yeah, I look forward to being able to have you in the discussion. And and again, if there's any dreams that you guys want to share, um, I think some people do have some dreams that they want to share from like the maybe the past couple weeks or something like that. We can do that. Um, okay, so we'll pass the talking stick over to Bryce. Bryce, um, we'll get you to introduce yourself next. And what brings you to dream class? Go ahead. Yeah, so I've been kind of following uh, dream class a little bit, noticing when you post that it's happening. And uh, like I was explaining earlier, I just happened to be uh, listening to a broadcast through Project Bring Me to Life from, I feel like it was probably months ago. And as I was listening to it, I checked my email and just saw that there happened to be a dream class tonight at nine. So I've had some interesting dreams lately uh, one that I was explaining earlier that I even went ahead and wrote down which I rarely ever have written dreams down and uh, it had some uh, synchronistic numbers in it it had some I felt like in the dream uh, 
synchronicities and some interesting dialogue about coincidence in the dream. So that's that's me. That's why I'm here. And also, I uh, just media creator um, through a organization called Third Eye Horizon. Uh, so I have a sort of programming school block called Mystery School, uh, where we're studying uh, Merkaba light body. Um, I facilitate Merkaba light body activations. Have for about five years. So our study group, study group, excuse me. So our research is like deeper into that because it's still not very well understood, I believe. So. But Third Eye Horizon, uh, we create all kinds of content. Uh, there's many shows kind of being cooked up right now. And probably by January 1st, after the Mercury Retrograde, we're going to be releasing uh, just music channel for psychedelic bass music uh, curated by uh, myself and Spaceship Earth, uh, the psychedelic bass music artist, and uh, some other interesting shows too. Stay tuned on. So that's it. Awesome. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, for those of you who, who are maybe curious, you can check out um, Bryce has actually been posting on the Paradigm Shift Central website, uh, which pay attention to because over the next couple of months, there's going to be a lot of changes with that and, and a lot of optimization. Um, but Bryce has actually been posting uh, the workshop classes for the Merkaba activation. So you can check those out and uh, the recordings for those are online as well. And uh, yeah, that's something I want to be able to help uh, share more within people within the community so that there'll be like, there's, there's, there's going to be a lot going on, which is just like a, another chance for you guys to get involved in, in multiple, multiple ways. And it's kind of like sub, like sub, like broadcasts and subgroups and like it's all part of a bigger network and everything. So um, dude, thanks for rocking it and, and welcome to dream class. Yeah, and, and I'll throw out there real quick to the uh, Merkaba study group is very similar to this. It's on Google Hangouts. So pe people that are interested in the Merkaba uh, light body, um, that's a discussion we definitely would love to uh, have you on there for. So that's it. Yeah, and I mean, that can be something we can even talk about in this class is just like how an awareness of what the Merkaba is can like play into being able to understand more about dreams and how to like travel interdimensional space and things like that. Cause again, it's this idea that the Merkaba in a very simple sense is like this light body vehicle. And so, I mean, essentially we're like always moving around with it. And then by activating it, we can kind of like use it more with like intention to uh, travel, like not only through like deep meditation, but theoretically also within the dream space from my best guess slash understanding. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Bryce. Oh, I was just going to share with you because I did uh, on one of these broadcasts a while ago in that regards, I became a uh, lucid in one of my dreams and I had the thought like, oh man, I got to do like the coolest thing I can possibly think of real quick because I'm lucid in my dream. And the thought came to my mind to activate my Merkaba in my lucid dream. And I, don't, I can get into it, I guess. Um, it's not very long, or I don't know. I want to respect the time for other people to see. Yeah, let's, 
not a problem though but let's like yeah let's let's just hold off on it and make sure make sure we share that um if in case you have to like leave earlier or something like that but yes let's let's save that and we'll get into it soon enough so give them a little bit of a hook there what happens when you activate your Merkaba within a dream? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right? <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I can imagine, man. Sweet. Okay. Um, so with that said, uh, we do have another person we can pass the talking stick to. So Bryce, thank you. And um, guys, I'm going to do my best to keep a log of everyone who's joining so that you guys can connect with people who you're listening to in the broadcast by checking the show notes after the broadcast. So that will be posted as a comment within the YouTube um, and also on the main website. So if you want to connect with Bryce, uh, I'll post this Facebook and uh, anybody else here as well as an example. So, and um, with that said, we'll pass the talking stick over to Jamie. Jamie, if you would like to unmute yourself and say hello and share a little bit about what brings you dream class, please feel free to do so. Hey, my name is Jamie, AKA Cosmic Dragon. I've been a part of Paradigm Shift for a while, a few years, and I've seen a lot of these broadcasts and I, haven't actually spoken on any, but I felt called to tonight for some reason. I just felt like it was time to speak out. So here I am. I've always had a huge fascination for dreams, especially lucid dreaming. Um, I've had lots of them, a lot of crazy experiences that have been pretty interesting. And I've just have a deep appreciation for dreams, and I think they are catalysts for self-discovery and transformation. They're portals. Through them, we can discover more of this reality, and we can discover more of who we truly are. And there's just so many beautiful, amazing possibilities, and I just want to be able to learn more about other people's experiences, and I'm happy to be here. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jamie, for, for joining in and for being a part of the team of the community. And uh, yeah, again, guys, like that's a, a big part of these, these broadcasts just as a simple reminder is to like give us a place to practice using our voice to practice like activating our throat chakra in a lot of ways. And, and it's, believe me, it, it's a common thing within like our own spiritual growth to kind of like feel like we have something to say, but then we're like kind of like finding our way as to like how to say it. Um, this is a space where we get to practice talking about it. And, and part of the reason is so that we have these discussions here so that we can continue uh, being able to continue the discussions like within the physical and within, you know, when, when your friend comes up to you and there's like, Hey, you know, like I, how, do you know anything about lucid dreaming or something? And you're just like, Oh, well actually here. And you know, so again, it, it's uh it's practice. It's, it's kind of like a meditation and, and it's also like so much more. So very cool. All right, guys. So with that said, we've got everyone introduced who is here in the broadcast presently. Um, if you guys do want to join the broadcast, you may be listening to this online. Uh, you can send me a message on Facebook and then I'll send you a link to be able to join the hangout through there. Or you can message me through the live chat on the main website and I'll send you a message through the uh, private live chat on the main website as well. Paradigmshiftcentral.com. And so with that said, guys, um, <clears throat> What I actually want to do is I actually want to just uh, share one of the dreams um, that was written by my friend Lacey. And uh, Lacey is like a super vivid, avid, lucid dreamer. Um, not always like super livid, sort, sort of <laughs> super lucid, um, super vivid though, most of the time. Um, just a second. I'm just letting her know that I'm about to share some of her dreams. Um, so I just want to be able to share one of her dreams. 
just kind of uh, as like an example of like what the dream space can can have, you know, like what it can have, what can happen within it. And I think what we'll notice is that when you start looking at dreams and, and through your own experience and through like you're your just like getting to hear from other people, you know, some people, they'll have dreams that tend to take place almost as in like a mirror version of their physical existence. And so maybe, you know, like they'll dream about being at school, they'll dream about being at work, they'll dream about being at their house or something like that. And then you have like these other versions of dreams, which take place in like a whole nother spectrum of existence, a whole nother spectrum of reality that sounds like something out of like an anime or, you know, some sort of beautiful fantasy movie. Um, so Lacey is uh, the latter of that. And, and she's got a few dreams that she's written down. And again, like this is a good example of, um, you know, what can happen when you start writing down your dreams. And, and of course, a big reminder within part of the progress of like being able to develop your dreams is through writing them down. That's like one of the first simple tips. So if you haven't heard that before, definitely getting a dream journal, like specifically a book for your dream notes and like making a note of writing your dreams down first thing in the morning. So don't get up and go to the bathroom, then write them down, write them down like while you're still in bed without moving as much because that kind of keeps you in that, that fragile place where you're kind of between worlds. So you guys can kind of chill out here. I'm going to read you um, one of Lacey's dreams. So <clears throat> let me just get a sip of my tea here. All right, this one this one's going to take a couple minutes, but um, and to be honest, I don't think I've read this one, so this is going to be new to me. So, dream time. I'm standing overlooking a wide open field that goes as far as the eye can see. So even practice like visualizing this as I'm reading it. Way off in the distance, I can see a thick forest that looks like it's mostly mostly pine pine trees. I blink. And then I catch something in the corner of my eye. It goes so fast from the ground to the sky. I am completely baffled by this moving object. I adjust my vision and I'm now staring right up into the sky where I can now see that it is a dragon. She is swooping down fast as lightning and pounding the ground with her body. I can feel the ripples under my feet. She then jolts back up into the sky like an arrow straight up and then begins to glide in circles. I then notice thousands, I mean thousands of baby dragons flying all around her following, fall, flying all around her, following her lead. It's the most beautiful and awe-inspiring moment. I stand for a while watching them fly above me before the mother comes barreling down right up close to where I am. I have this great fear inside of me that I should run, but I stand my ground and she walks right up to me and there are no words to describe such beauty it is beyond anything I have seen. She locks eyes with me and blows out a deep breath from her belly. I feel it on my skin. It almost blows me right over. I shut my eyes and kind of laugh like, whoa. I turn around and start to walk towards the forest where I can see ruins of an ancient city. There is a tower crumbling. In my mind, I have flashes of memories like I have been here before, dot, dot, dot. And then that's, that's all, that's, that's where that one ends. So I feel like there's like a part two 
through, but she just didn't write it in that moment. So, um, so yeah, just kind of like using that as a jump point. Um, yeah, like well, that was pretty interesting. So at this point, uh, guys, we'll get into the discussion and you guys can kind of like unmute yourselves as you feel called to add in and we'll try not to talk over each other. But just kind of opening up, what were you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, like a dragon within a dream. That's that that in itself is something that I think is pretty fascinating. So any any thoughts, feedback, reactions, even just on that as an, an example, or if anybody had any dragons in their dreams that they want to talk about, um, what do you guys think? So if anybody wants to jump in on there, um, Jamie, go ahead. I had a lucid dream once where there was these dragons that they looked like they were made of the earth, like their body was made of like bushes and flowers and just all these different types of plants. It was like a really beautiful dream. It was really vivid. Uh, did you say that was a lucid dream? They're just like a vivid yeah, it dream. Was lucid. Did you? Whoa. Okay. So was there? Is is there more to that dream that you would want to share in terms of like what did you do while being lucid? Unfortunately, it was a really short one. I lost lucidity mm. and like I can't remember a ton of the details, sadly, but. Those are some of the details I remember. What did, um, and this is like something that within dreams, you know, like sometimes we won't be able to remember the details. And something I like to suggest is like, how does it make us feel? You know, cause sometimes we can remember that. Like there's like the memory of the brain and there's like the memory of like our heart as well. Um, but yeah, Jamie, what, what did it feel like kind of being in the presence of that like earth dragon, so to speak? It was very magical. <laughs> I felt like I was in some fairy tale or something it was very powerful the energy of the dragons i could feel like the energy of them how powerful and healing they were they had a very healing energy about them that's cool yes um yeah i mean there's a huge topic there just about like dragons appearing within dreams i feel kind of what we were talking about with the idea of like people having contact with aliens in dreams or, or even what Michael was saying, people having contact with like elves and gnomes and, and fairy folk within dreams. Um, it would make sense in one way or another that perhaps, and this is just an idea um, that like the dragons can, can actually in like, you know, again, just play with this, but maybe the dragons are actually like a sentient intelligence that exists kind of in these higher dimensions. And then part of what their job their, their role, part of the reason they exist is to actually like interact with us within the dream plane. Because, you know, in some ways people talk about how they're actually like healers and wisdom holders and stuff like that. And, and then this is kind of why we sort of see a trickle down throughout culture. And, and, you know, side thing is just like, maybe they actually were in the physical and now they're not, but they're still within the dream space and they're still helping guide us. And maybe the dragon represents that internal, like sort of like Kundalini serpent energy of like the consciousness raising up the spine. Um, but yeah, let, let's, let's just sort of focus in on that. Cause I think that's, there's a really, uh, I'm just really fascinated in the idea of like dragons within dreams. Um, what do you guys think? Dragons within dreams. What comes to mind? Michael, go, go ahead. Um, and then Devin. I was just going to say, well, it's interesting when we look at the symbolism of, of dragons. Of course, we see that a lot in the, in the Oriental uh, culture, uh, you know, and, and even, you know, with Bruce Lee, you know, a um, lot, of, lot of dragon uh, with that guy. Um, but when we look at dragons, um, you know, a lot of times they're portrayed with fire being blown out of their mouth so 
it's interesting when we looked at look at that in a in a dream now it's possible you know that could be a some sentient uh dream uh or or sentient uh, intelligence you know connecting with um uh, the girl that had that dream but also it could be representing um you know we look at things that like dragons is like um uh, they can be guardians uh they can be uh courageous they can be tyrannical they can be scary uh depends it, it you know it, it depends if you're kind of a person that sees like dragons as friends or do you see dragons as like something you have to slay you know it really because i mean there's both ways of, of looking at it and some people really like dragons and some people are kind of scared of dragons so I think you'd have to look at it, you know, kind of in that context. But the way I would say is that, you know, probably represents like inner, uh, inner, inner courage, um, uh, or, uh, inner, inner fire rising, you know? Uh, so that's what I would, I would say. For sure, man, for sure. Um, we're going to, pass over to Devin in a second um you're right because i i feel the dragon is a huge mirror test you know a lot of people like it, that's kind of it, it will say something about their state of consciousness based on how they react to a dragon you can think about it that way so it's just like you see a dragon and culture is sort of teaching us to kind of like see them as the enemy and we gotta slay them and like you know there there's something to be conquered and stuff like that um but at the same time like is it something that you can see a dragon and like recognize it as like another you to sort of have that kind of like Buddha nature thing going on where you literally just see it as like a giant, like, you know, like a dog or a cat with wings kind of thing. Um, and to really see it as a consciousness as, as well. Um, yeah. So like that, just planting that seed for people in mind, if you see a dragon, check in with yourself. Are you seeing it as like this, like fearful, tyrannical, evil, like, monster thing or are you kind of like recognizing it for for the deeper wisdom it is and maybe it has like maybe it's like voiced by sean connery or like or like some other beautiful actor or something like that um yeah <laughs> insert your favorite actor's voice here i'm just thinking um and it would be male morgan or female freeman. of course morgan freeman morgan freeman as a dragon stay tuned i'll have to make a video about that um i'll call morgan freeman up he'll make a video of that um so uh, yes, I, okay. Let's Devin. You 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 wanted to say something about dragons and dreaming? Yeah, I just wanted to like say with them like where where I've gone with my interactions with spirits and ayahuasca and anything. Um, to meet a dragon in your in your dream or kind of or astral projection or anything like that is it like it's a huge huge honor. Like this dragon is blessing you with with its presence because like I believe that these dragons didn't really stop existing is that is like there was a harmonic convergence and a har harmonic, you know, like the waves kind of separated and these dragons were such on a, on a high asshole realm that they kind of, you know, they left the, they left the terrestrial kind of realm, but they're still, they're still there in, you know, on the higher planes. And so I believe that they're the guardians, you know, watching over the gates between between um, the physical and astral realm. And, you know, to be blessed by the energy of a dragon or to kind of 
you know, have contact with a dragon. It's kind of them recognizing you as a bringer uh, or, um, you know, someone who's, who has that capability of bringing, of, um, of attaching the physical and the astral realm together. You know, they're, they're, I kind of guess they're kind of, you know, blessing you with like this kind of purpose in some sort of way. But I just know that like, it's, it's a huge honor to even, you know, to dream of one, to have one touch you, to have one like, to have one recognize your presence and that kind of, that kind of way. And I don't believe that they stopped existing. I just think they're on a higher realm in it, you know, I do believe that back back then it was kind of they were hunted in a, in a certain kind of way. Like to hunt a dragon's head would be something of some sort of you know massive trophy in a sort of way. But you know I've met one dragon. I've met a water dragon. You know it's um, when I was struggling with my emotions and ayahuasca kind of introduced me. Like I went down deep into the sea and this these bright blue eyes and you know it's just help me get in touch with my emotions and, you know, there's something more to the energy and emotions that correlates with all that. But yeah, that's, that's what I've experienced so far with dragons. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like what you're saying there. The idea that it's like an, it's like an honor to be able to meet a dragon. It's like a, it's like a rare Pokemon, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just like, Holy crap, it's a dragon. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you know, and, and again, right, like it's just kind of there's a whole nother discussion there of like how real are dragons? Because I mean, even the other day I was like watching a documentary, um, Planet Earth 2, a well-known, you know, TV show documentary of like all the animals. And like in the first episode, there's like the Komodo dragon. Like you, you see that, you know, you see that and it's just like, OK, like, is it too crazy to think that, you know, maybe it could have evolved? You know, consciousness is very creative and very, you know. It, it has the potential to evolve into some beautiful things. So yeah, I'm just kind of reading some of the discussion in the chat. You know, people are just kind of saying like, where does the origin of dragons come from? So again, there's a whole nother discussion there. Just kind of planting that thought, thought see, but yeah, maybe dragons aren't like this, like super fantastical thing there. And, and at the very least, even if they aren't real, quote unquote, they can still be a teacher. And, and that's kind of an interesting thing in itself, right? When you think about, you know, spirit t- animals as spirit totems, uh, like their spirit teaching, their animal teaching, their medicine. What is like the, the medicine of a dragon? You know, what is it trying to teach us? And, and again, I think the dragon's got some deep wisdom there. So, I mean, next time you get a chance to like talk to a dragon in a dream, like ask it what, what like medicine is it here to share with us? Um, okay. I think we got uh Devin, did you want to say something else? Yeah. Just like one more yeah, thing. Go, like, go for it, go like, for just it. like, just how there's like light bringers on this earth trying to bring forth the spiritual realm. There's also spirits on the spiritual realm, you know, like really recognized spirits within their community. Not that I know them. I just see this kind of mirror, this reflection happening and, you know, the light bringers of the earth are trying to bring this, the spirit world forth. And it's vice versa as well within the spirit world. There's light bringers within the spirit world that are trying to make contact with us humans because humans and spirits used to live as one, you know, eons ago. I don't know how long ago, but they did. And it's just, you know, there's bringers on each side making contact with each other to make the world once what it was. And, you know, that's that's my take on it. And that's, you know, I think what our true purpose is, is to create oneness with, you know, on within ourselves and within a higher scale. But so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally, man. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, and just again, reading the chat, and I'm going to pass over to Paul. Uh, Paul Boggy's here, and, and, and we're going to get him to say hello. Um, within the chat, uh, you know, some of the people are just kind of talking about uh, Falcor from Neverending Story and kind of like the parallel between him and a dragon because he's like a he's a luck dragon. So, I mean, you get into this idea that there's different types of dragons, right? Um, and so maybe dragon isn't even a word that, that, we're, that we're trying to use it as. Maybe it doesn't just mean like flying lizard thing you know maybe dragon is actually more sort of a word that means like you know spirit teacher or spirit guide maybe that's actually closer to what dragon means or, or maybe that's how we should start thinking about it because i think you can see dragons appearing in many different forms um i just i was just thinking there of like spirited away uh there's like the dragon there the boy who like transforms into a dragon who's also a river uh as well so um yeah i think we're gonna pass over to paul and uh paul's got uh, a few things to talk about in terms of dragons so paul boggy will uh, pass over to you and, and welcome to dream class and jump right in hi guys hi all um yeah Right. Hey, firstly, uh, well, good morning from uh, the UK. I woke up, saw the uh, dream class, turn it on, and you guys are talking about the dragons and the East and Bruce Lee. And it's like, ah, that's why I'm waking up at three o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, uh, where do I start? Right. Quantum physics, quantum physics states that uh, the whole nature of the universe is that the universe itself is a hologram, that everything is holographic. You go back into ancient stories, and I heard mentioned about uh, dwarfs, elves. There is enough evidence to show that all of these existed, that they weren't existed. Well, how can they exist? Um, if they don't exist now, you know, where did they disappear? Well, if the universe is a hologram, that means things can phase in and out of the hologram. And there was ev there's evidence in Tibet, there was Tibetan monks, that in essence, they created a golem. They, they, the, that uh, 20 of them, man of, this was back in the 70s, they manifested a golem into reality. Uh, and, and, and again, is this, this thing of, of, you know, how can something appear and then disappear? How about if everything is a hologram, that means things can phase in and out of the hologram, just like you tune in and out of a radio. So all these guardians, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, golems, giants, uh, uh, elves, they all still exist. They're all still here. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because you can't see an atom doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Uh, it's still here. You just can't see it. There are ancient stories of the Americas, of 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 uh, the uh, ancient, uh, or what, the Indians, and the uh, the shamans could see the ships. They could see the ships or, of of uh, the Europeans coming to America. But when they showed the local people, the local people couldn't see them because it wasn't in their reality. The, the shamans were far more open to seeing unique things. And the shamans actually taught the, the locals to actually resonate, to raise their vibrations so they could actually be more aware of these things. So when we talk about 
uh, you, people talk about um, auras or colours, you're increasing your energy to see these things. Now, the East and and dragons. Dragons are known, if I remember rightly, dragons are kun in Chinese. And the dragon dragons are represented um, or represent heaven or spiritual energy. So the dragon dogs that you see or people say food dogs the ones that the west uh mis misunderstood and thought they were lions the dragon dogs in the forbidden temple were said to have come down from the sun the sun is a stargate and they the dragon dogs literally were they they came from the star from the sun and they brought uh, in China. They brought the flower of life. They brought sacred geometry. That's why underneath their paw, the actual dragon dogs in China. You go to China and you see the dragon dogs in the forbidden forbidden temple. They have a three D representation of the of the sacred geometry of the flower of life, which is sixty four spheres or circles, which when that's the feminine version the masculine version is the 64 um tetrahedrons or pyramids uh and that goes into the the flower life it's that is the yin version of the merkaba so dragons hold information dragons are all about information in england um merlin was said to be uh very very much connected to the earth dragon so the dragons of the earth the dragons of the heaven the dragons of different elements you go into the back into the i'm flipping all over the place but you go back to the east and you have the five elements and in the five elements of the east so you have metal fire water earth and woods each one of those elements has a dragon because the dragon is the spiritual energy, the heaven energy. So there's this. So when we dream, or we're when we dream, we're actually tuning into these these higher vibrations, these higher um, the higher into the hologram. If this is all a hologram, if this is all a dream, this is all the matrix. Then, when you dream, you download or upload into the higher vibrations you pick up. So you're communicating with higher versions of yourself, universe, because you are the universe. You are everything. So, dragon. Yep, everything does exist. It's still there. It's always been there. It's just we can't see it because it's a higher vibration. Um, so when you communicate with dreams, when whatever you're communicating with is you, is another versions of you. It's your higher self, and that will come in whatever form. So everything, good or bad, is just information. We we live in a universe, a living universe. Everything is alive. Everything is alive. The walls, everything, mm -hmm. everything is made from energy, and that energy is alive, and that energy is you. Awesome. That's it. Very cool, Paul. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. That's right. And and again, yeah, it's just like knowing that that energy is alive, like both in like this space and the dream space. Like that's you know, like the dream space and this space, they're made of the same thing. They are the same thing. This physical reality just kind of like functions at a different vibrational frequency quote unquote that gives it the 
illusion, quote unquote, of physical density, quote unquote. Um, so yes, and, and again, I really like that idea that like looking at dragons and how they appear within ancient history, and then again seeing them as in like relation to like Merlin, um, seeing in them as relation to uh, coming from the stars. Um, yeah, there's a lot there, and, and their connection to the flower of life, like the uh, the dragon dogs and like the Chinese temple holding the flower of life for those of you uh, aren't familiar with that you can look that up um, yeah okay so let's keep bouncing around here guys and and uh, we'll, we'll we'll continue evolving the conversation beyond just dragons but this is like a really ripe jump point to sort of like look into and I'm sure other people have had dreams of dragons like I, I remember having dreams of dragons and 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 I guess at the very least like I remember those dreams being noticeable like the one dream that i can remember where i had a dream of a dragon it was just a dragon like off in a distance but it still stuck with me because i was just like holy crap like it's like right there it's like so magical and i think that's part of like what um makes it, it's like its presence is like so powerful it's like so majestic it's so ma magical you know it's like if you like see like an eagle spreading its wings there's like a part of you that's just like whoa that's like the universe making something beautiful and and i think dragons kind of evoke that thing uh within us and, and yet also tap into like almost like a deeper um re recognizable remembrance of like a, a higher dimensional magic that the dragons represent so um yeah, yeah. I, I want to explore more on my own, like the connection between dragons and Merlin. I feel there's something ripe there. So yeah, let's keep bouncing the talking stick around, guys. Um, we can talk about dragons and, and we can continue moving around. If you guys have some dreams that you guys want to share, uh, not related to dragons, we can do that as well. So uh, anybody want to go ahead and, and, and add into the discussion, please just unmute your microphone. So Spencer, we'll pass the talking stick over to you. Go right ahead. Okay, so I just wanted to piggyback off of the whole dragon thing. Um, what you said about dragons representing wisdom, um, I really believe in that as well. And the fact that each one of us was created from the consciousness of the higher power, each one of us has that wisdom. We just lost the ability to tap into that wisdom. So the fact that she's seeing this dragon in her dream what it says to me is that she's seeing herself. Herself is trying to tell her something. And the dragon's breathing fire. Fire represents passion. And if, she's, if it's breathing out passion and she's staring directly into the eyes of this dragon and she just walks away from it, it's almost as if this dragon is warning her, like, listen, you need to calm down because you're getting carried away. And if you don't take control of yourself, you're going to ruin something really important. And she walks back and she walks back into these ancient ruins and the dream ends. So that's what I kind of got out of that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Cause it seems as if like within the dream, at least that maybe there could have been like more interaction. Um, yeah. But what was like, da, 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 um, I'm just kind of reading how that one ended again. So um, yeah, she says like uh, the dragon, like breathes like the hot air. And she says, I feel it on my skin. It almost blows me right over. I shut my eyes and kind of laugh and like, Whoa, I turn around and start to walk towards the forest where I can see the ruins of an ancient city. There's a tower crumbling. So um, yeah. And I mean, just from knowing Lacey and stuff like that, I don't think her like turning away from it had to do with like her, like not paying attention to it. I think it was probably just like dream OCD or dream ADD or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be something I'd have to sort of hear more from her personally about. But I see what you're saying, though, Spencer, like kind of just reminding us that like if we see a dragon within a dream to like really kind of like pay attention to it because because it could be there to, to tell us something important and even to acknowledge like how we may respond to it within our dream interaction, uh, even if we're not fully conscious of it. You know, if we like 
see a dragon in a dream and then just kind of like blow it off and just like, yeah, whatever, something like that. Like that could be, you know, something for us to just be like aware of when we wake up and be like, whoa, you know, like that felt like a missed opportunity or maybe I should have like given more respect to it or something, perhaps something like that. So yeah, I like where you're going with the the dream interpretation though. That's, that's good observation, good eye, good third eye. Um, sweet. Okay, guys, let's, uh, let's keep bouncing the talking stick around or pass the talking ball around, whatever metaphor works. Okay. Um, Brandon, we'll, we'll pass it to you. And then I think Paul's got something to say afterwards. Brandon, go ahead. Okay. So yeah, I got off the camera for a while because I had to scroll through like a million texts to find this dream. Um, I woke up from a dream one day and it was about my brother. So before I was awake, I just kept texting him um before like i came all the way back to reality because i wanted to remember as much about the dream as i could so this is what i wrote him and some of it i guess really doesn't make a lot of sense but it's what i wrote kind of while i was still half asleep so um, i put water is raining backwards as i walk through a river that is painted with purple tears i look at each feet hitting the water wondering why i'm in this place i've heard your name for hours but i can't find you I look up and the sun isn't really the sun, it's something different, it's smaller, it's brighter, I can almost look at its surface and see ripples of orange and green puddles of fire. Where are you, Dustin? My brother's name is Dustin. Uh, I feel something touch my back and behind, and I look behind, everything is dark. When I look forward again, where I was changed and I was under the water completely looking up through it and the rain was falling on me, this time I was backwards. Behind myself is the sun, yet I'm closer to it. I put my hand above the water. I was on, I was pulled up by a figure that I couldn't describe. He took me up in the air through the water. Under me, I seen the reflection of my brother. He was the sun I was looking at. Hmm. So did, did you have a way of like interpreting that, or is there any feelings from that? Or I mean, I don't know. Like... Um... I had talked to my brother. It was a couple months before that because we don't we don't talk very much. And um, I know like he recently got divorced and like he was having a hard time like figuring out where he was in life. So I don't know if it was something to do with that. It was just a couple months after that, so it was just a bizarre dream, and that's what happened in it. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, man. I appreciate it. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're like looking for any like other interpretations or anything from anyone or not really uh, no that's cool okay cool cool um okay cool let's um let's keep bouncing around guys and um paul do you have your hand up or or are you not no you're just kind of <laughs> sorry paul <laughs> okay guys um well let's uh let's just kind of like open up the talking stick beyond the the realm and the discussion of dragons but at the very least just planting that seed to say like hey maybe you can invite dragons into your dreams. And this is kind of a discussion that we've had in other dream classes that I am personally really interested in. The idea of like connecting with the fairy folk within dreams. Like that's something that I, I feel like really called to do. Like, cause I mean, there's this whole other conversation about like how some of us may actually be like um, souls who have had past lives as fairy folk. And now we've like incarnated in this physical, like human form to be able to like help bring more magic into this world. Um, then like, I mean, some people know this, but I'll just show again. Like, that's why like I have um, like an elf ear. 
if you guys can see there's like a half elf here and, and and i'm feeling that it's just like some ways i'm like maybe that was put there for myself to remind myself of like the inner elf within all of us kind of thing the higher elf the higher self um which is interesting because when we talk about the self like the word elf is in that so it's just like oh okay you know like maybe that's like hidden in plain sight kind of thing um but in the same way it's just like if the elves, you know, there's different ways to communicate them. Like maybe you can go find like some sort of magic portal in a forest. Maybe you can be working with psychedelics. Maybe you can also be through the dream space. But I feel part of it is through the invitation for it to happen in the first place. So maybe the the dragons kind of like work within that same concept where you guys could theoretically bring this into your practice to say, put forth that intention to the universe to say like, I invite dragons to interact with me within the dream space and then just kind of like either write it down as an intention within your dream and uh yeah just kind of like put that out there because i think more so than we commonly realize dreams are very receptive to our intentions so you can kind of do that you can kind of pre-program your dream space before you kind of get into it um so yeah if you want to communicate with dragons within your dreams maybe like go watch some dragon movies sort of download that code as inspiration start looking at dragon imagery start getting it into your like frontal lobe and stuff like that and then uh yeah just kind of put that intention out to the universe and and, and literally like verbalize it write it down um yeah and it could be dragons it can be elves it could be like portals to sirius I mean, that's a whole nother discussion in itself when we're getting into like programming our dreams and everything, um, which is like part of the technology that I feel is like super, you know, it's like code input sort of thing. So it's like a, there's like a console command for these dreams. And, and once we sort of know that it's there, we can kind of gain access to it um, and learn how to navigate it. So Paul, you want to say something? I think we're still on the topic of dragons or, or something. So Paul, go ahead. Um, yeah, well, I, I didn't have a question, but or, or or something to say, but I do now. Um, yeah, the the whole thing, like again, if you study lucid dreaming, if you study dreaming itself, but I've done martial arts for many years, and and part of my martial side training was was healing, and the you dream because your pineal gland excretes DMT, dimethyl tryptamine, the drug that's technically an A-class drug that's illegal, your brain excretes um, naturally, which I always have found really funny and, and quite ironic. Um, so your, you dream, your dreams, are you tripping? Are you naturally tripping while asleep? You... So your brain excretes DMT, which allows you to the ayahuasca, which does the same. Other drugs, you know, that 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 create or manufacture um, um, DMT, your brain actually excretes this this drug. Your brain is a drug den. It creates its own drugs to activate, to raise you up to the vibration to communicate with the universe so so this whole thing of of you know it's really really um cool and important to know is that you actually can access the universe within your dreams that so so this idea of saying you know i want to do you know think of um as skull said you know thinking of of dragons or whatever it is that you want to meet within your dreams you can it the lucid side of lucid dreaming or the side of your dreams, your dreams are you, it's like, um, 
going on to ask Google and randomly putting something in into Google and it coming up with whatever. That's what your dreams do. When you're not um, accessing them yourself, they're on random search. So when you dream and everybody dreams, uh, in, in Japan, they, there is this thing that if you... Um, that you that uh, if you dream you're not balanced but the truth is uh, in the psychology of it is that everybody naturally dreams it's a natural process because your brain is naturally uh, excreting dmt methamphetamine so it's your your dreams are you tripping but so you can access things you can access the universe within your dreams it's your version or the spiritual download just like meditation when you meditate and you go off into different places and and you start experiencing that's day dreaming night dreams are your automatic version of it is your automatic access to the spiritual universe the spiritual download of the universe so the way it works is the more in your conscious state, in your waking state, the more you think about something, the more that it will be processed. So when you're having the reason, like, you know, if you're having troubles in your life or you're thinking of your of brother or a member of family, they appear in your dreams is because you've been thinking about them all through the day. And then your subconscious then takes that information and it locks it into it the universal spiritual version of ask google it, it looks it into there and then it downloads that information and that's where you get these different things come through so yeah if you want to dream if you want to talk to bruce lee or you want to talk to dragons or elves or or whatever is the more you think about them during the day especially in the last half an hour before you go to sleep is where your subconscious is is starting to work the most. Is that what the the things that you think about the most in the last half an hour as you're starting to get into your sleep mode, you start going in, in, in from alpha to delta. Um, is that you you'll start to pick up those things unconsciously. So yeah, the more you think about them and say to train yourself by by you know when you go to bed, say. I want to think about this. I want to dream about this. I want to dream about this and have pictures even can help having a picture of it near you as you go and sleep that will trigger and, and through training, through practice, you can make these, these things happen. <laughs> Ironically enough, it was one of in, in the Taoist arts or, or you guys in America, some of you say Tao it's D-A-O or T-A-O is the Taoist arts in China is dreams are very important and learning to do dream qigong, dream energy exercise is very important. So it's all these these techniques of, of yeah, whatever you focus on enough, you can draw into your dream, you can draw in. So if there's something you want to communicate with, whether it's aliens or whether it's dragons, elves, whoever whatever um you can through meditation and also through dreaming you can do that and it just takes will it's knowing that you can do it knowing that you can draw these into your dream and just like learning to have a flat stomach it takes practice you just got to do it every every night not force it but just think about it and think yep that's what i want to do that's what i do 
remember the next dream journals i know uh, um they're a great thing with uh with skull and the, i know people who absolutely have have dream journals and day journals so you know writing down the synchronicities of both your dreams and reality because because in essence it's all the same thing so i just that's just what i need to say yeah that it's it's make it a practice make it fun but make it a practice you want to um you want to have more interesting dreams or you want to communicate with certain things within your dreams or your higher self then think about it think about it during the day especially in the last hour before you go to bed and through practice you can make that happen you can be a kung fu dream master that's the heart and it just takes practice it's all about believing that you can do this and you will do it so that's it i dig it man yeah dream dream jedi that's what that's about. <laughs> False shaking his head. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, yes, yes. So very much so. And Paul, thank you for just again different uh, ways of reiterating some key points there and some key facts there. And uh, yeah, really just encouraging you guys to like get into the habits of realizing how much there is to do with your dreams in terms of interacting. And it's one of those things where like. If you just kind of don't give your dreams too much attention, then, you know, they'll keep doing their thing. But as soon as you start like putting that intention into it, like it takes notice. It's, it's not just like it, like there actually is like a cause and an effect and that cause is sort of governed by, um, you know, the thoughts that we're carrying and everything. So, uh, yeah, let's keep bouncing around here. Some more, some guys. And, uh, if we want to talk more about dragons, we can kind of do that though. I want to keep moving the topic around. We're going to keep this broadcast in total under three hours. So, um, no later than 1am, which gives us a little bit under two hours, uh, at this point. Um, um, mm, mm, mm. I have another dream uh, of Lacey's that I can read, but I'll do that in the next uh, few, the next little bit in the future. But again, I just want to open up the talking stick to you guys. If there's anything in particular that you guys want to talk about, and uh, if there's a, maybe any questions that you guys might have for the group or any dreams that you want to share, um, say something real quick. Welcome to welcome to Dream Class. Go right ahead, brother. Hey, I just wanted to tell you that it's going to be my goal to make sure that we last longer than three hours. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you It's a horrible joke. Yes. Okay. Um, for those who are recurring listeners, you know, it's like a common theme that when we say we'll be done at some point, just like add like three hours onto that point, And that's how long it usually is. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, one thing I actually did just want to go back on because uh, Paul was talking about like just like the like the dimethyltryptamine the the emphasis on that um, it, it, like there, honestly there's not too much I wanted to like talk about in that moment but I just think like that's like because um, we've talked about it before like literally at night this is just one way of thinking about it this isn't me trying to say this is how it is but it's more trying to use like metaphors and allegories and just get a better better visual of understanding what's happening you know at night. Um, like literally we're going through the portal of like our brow chakra and a crown chakra. So you can think of like our heart and our chakras, you know, these energy points throughout our body as like portals for like energy to kind of come in and out of, but in particular, like our, or less, you know, theoretically like our brow chakra and a crown chakra are like literally 
portals for like consciousness to be able to go into and out of and then like the release of the dmt naturally is kind of like the activation of that portal it's kind of like the fuel that kind of like creates like a chemical reaction that turns the portal on um and something we've talked about before was like the idea of like the rainbow bridge which is kind of like this theme that comes up within like norse mythology and they talk about it when you like cross when you're dying but the rainbow bridge is actually something that you can like cross into every night when you dream because it's kind of like referring to the uh, like the portal that you're going through within like your third eye and everything. Um, I've explained it before differently before, but I just wanted to just like get into that idea of um, understanding that every night when we dream, it is a psychedelic experience. And in the process of doing that to like bring in more sort of ceremony and sacredness into our dream practice like that i feel is a big part if we can kind of do that and i know devin's kind of talked about this before we've all talked about this before and devin wants to say anything about this before but just kind of like making your dreams like an intentional ceremony is like one way to be able to bring more out of them so that can mean meditating before going to sleep that can mean like listening to music that can mean just like really making a chill atmosphere and really bringing in that intention for those of you who work with psychedelics sometimes you'll do that you'll prepare for like the the psychedelic journey like you know days and weeks ahead of time and then what happens if we were to bring that sort that same sort of just like respect into our dream space um, every night. And, and it's a beautiful thing to think like, oh yeah, you know, like everyone's kind of like out there looking for the next high, so to speak. Um, and, and here we have this opportunity every night when we dream and, and, and yet we just haven't fully tapped into it. So again, going back to even what Michael was saying in terms of evolution, I feel this is part of our evolution is like beginning to develop a, a more enriched relationship with our dream space so that we have this ability within the physical to be all physical. And then every night when we go to sleep, we're like consciously logging in to the interverse, to another aspect of this reality, which we can learn in, which we can practice manifesting in, which we can become badass Jedi in. And then we use those teachings to bring it back into the physical. The physical affects the dream space and the dream space affects the physical space. And and when you start sort of like developing that whole like dyadic cyclone, I feel that's like, that's the growth. That's like such a important part of our growth. And, and again, a lot of people, their awakening is happening within their dream space they'll, they'll kind of notice that you know somebody will might have a lucid dream for the first time and that could be like the spark for their awakening some people see ufos some people do psychedelics some people have lucid dreams but sometimes like these single events can be sort of a catalyst for them to be like whoa this reality isn't what i thought it was or, or wasn't what i thought you know was isn't what somebody else told me i thought it should be sort of thing um so yeah looking at the dreams every night as a psychedelic experience is one way to sort of begin to uh, develop a little bit more of an understanding as to what's happening um, with us. And every night you like go to sleep. And if you're like paying attention consciously while you fall asleep, you can like feel yourself going through that portal. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later on. So, uh, and uh, Katie just saying uh, like a sun portal, like a wormhole. So yes, that's what we were talking about before. The sun is like a wormhole too. Um, Devin, pass it over to you. If you, I think you had your mic open. Devin, did you have your mic open or am I just <laughs> randomly passing it over oh, to you? Oh, I did. I, yeah, yeah, okay. That's I'm awesome. just kind of laggy right now. Okay, go, go ahead. To what you were saying before. Um, yeah, with like the whole like treating it as a ceremony, like when I first got into lucid dreaming, it was mostly because like, you know, I want to see cool things. Or, like I just want to see, you know, do awesome things and like, you know, do like, typical things like I was like my one of my first intentions was like oh sweet I want to have sex with a beautiful lady in my dream 
And just like it was, I was coming from a more egoic um, approach to lucid dreaming. And as I started learning, you know, where lucid dreaming most fits into my actual, the actual truth of my being, you know, learning that um, it's the, my intentions had so much power, you know, it's, it's not wanting to see cool things, but actually my success back then was how, like, tell my friends cool stories, be lucid and do all these magical things so that I could tell, you know, I could identify myself as a spiritual person. You know, that was, you know, the identity that was kind of what I wanted to put on my, my driver's license in that sort of way. But, um, you know, as I kept learning, it's where it fits into my truth. Now my success is measured on how much love I can bring into any space I enter. And, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to become almost effortless, like just having the intention of, you know, my version of success within this whole consciousness is to bring forth love that, you know, when I go to bed, it's, I'm not putting any effort into making it a ceremony. The ceremony is what it is to me. And so, you know, it's, it's flipping that way. It's, I'm not happening to it. It's happening to me. And it's almost become effortless in that way just by switching the viewpoint and just kind of, you know, being taught by ayahuasca. Oh, okay. We got, just, oh, go ahead. You just, okay. You, it was a blip. You're okay. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. The truth is just is like, you know, we're experiencing it and that's kind of what made it really, you know, amazing. And, you know, it's kind of just like my, it's just my advancement of my consciousness and, you know, returning, returning to oneness is what it's always been about. And so that's kind of the shift I've made with, you know, ayahuasca and lucid dreaming and astral projection. And, you know, when you're going to bed and you're, you're, you're saying, I want to like, you know, we'll use the example of the dragons. Like, you know, I want to see dragons. It's like, why do you want to see dragons? You can't just see dragons just because a dragon is an honorable entity to become to, to, to have contact with, right? It's like, where are you in your conscious development and your mission to bring forth love in this world that you need the dragon's help? So it's, you know, it's, you kind of got to, you know, switch that route in that sort of way. But that's, that's what's happened to me naturally just by observing, um, accepting, forgiving parts of yourself and, you know, just moving forth with love. All that, that truth itself just happens on its own. And it's, you know, it, it, doing that actually is effortless. It's the mind that kind of makes blocks and saying like, oh, I can't do this. It's, but it's like the truth itself is effortless. And so that's just what I wanted to add in. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah. And, and, and again, like, I think that's a, that's a good point to mention is that to ask ourselves what our deeper intention is whenever we're trying to manifest anything really. So if we're trying to manifest a interaction with a dragon, why, why do we want to manifest it? Do we want to do it because it's cool or do we want to do it because we like, <clears throat> you know, because we're like curious, which I think is general and, and, and understandable and, and also fine. 
but again, like just checking in that we're, we're not trying to do it so that we can, I don't know, maybe go tell our friends that we met a dragon. And then it becomes like this, like thing that we attach to our identity as like a badge that we wear or something like that and be like, yeah, well I've traveled through 347 dimensions. So screw <laughs> you buddy. And suddenly it becomes like this like weird competition or something, right? It's just like everyone's dream, everyone's relationship to the dream space is going to be very unique. Um, you know, and very specific to them. And it's going to be what you need. And, and sometimes, like, that's that for me is a big lesson. Dreams are a huge teacher in patience. They may not give us always what we want, but they will give us what you need. And so, if what you're asking for and, and what you're getting don't align, that may mean that what you're getting is a lesson in patience. And be patient because it's very likely that it's through like honoring that patience that you're actually going to open the door to actually get what it was that you wanted in the first place. So it's kind of like decide what you want and then let go of it. And, and again, that applies to the same way as to how manifesting within this reality works as well. Like let go of how it will show up and trust the universe in knowing that it will show up for you when the time is right. And lo and behold, hey, it may not even be this lifetime, but literally like honoring that is like part of uh, the process and the possibility of it being able to show up in the first place, I think. So um, I don't know what Devin, Devin, what do you, what do you think? Or just, no, yeah, I just want to like, you know, that, but like, it's, you know, just looking back on where I started with lucid dreaming, it's, I now I still see that starting point for me of just wanting to see cool things. Like that starting point was there for that reason to get me started. And it's, you know, um, one of my block, my biggest blocks there was just kind of like, oh man, like I suck at lucid dreaming. I can only stay lucid for this many seconds. Like I was going to give up, but it's just like, those, those are put there for me. Those are the steps of my evolution. And, and it's not to be kind of put to shame or kind of, kind of, you know, nothing's to be, you know, put on glorified or anything to kind of be put up or put down. It's, all those different moments were of equal value in my conscious development. And there, there's nothing that's less um, valuable or more valuable in your, in your development, right? Any, any moment is of the same value when it comes to conscious development. So I just wanted to add that too. For sure. For sure. And there's something um, I just want to add, and then anybody else jump in after this, um, you know, like with, um, um, sorry, I was just gonna, um, yeah. Okay. So one thing that I just want to kind of plant the seed there, uh, for, for everyone, and this is, this is related, but it's also kind of a bigger topic in itself. One thing that we can actually use the dream space for is to help heal the planet is to like literally visualize and imagine ourselves within the etheric planes doing energy work. So almost like you would do Reiki on someone on a table, you can use the dream space to do like Reiki on the planet in a sense. And you, and you put like light into the grid. Um, I have a friend, uh, Nathaniel Solace. Some of you would recognize his names. This was something he always talked about doing. He always said like, since a young age, he always had vivid dreams. And he says like, within his dreams that's what he would do like he would literally go around the earth and kind of like do uh his own form of like energy healing and and putting intention into the grid and for those of you who have been tuned in for the paradigm shift central project you guys are familiar with the global meditations we do 
And in particular, the last one, which was like a group actual projection, my intention behind doing that is to also sort of give us like a bit of a story narrative that can apply to both the meditation and into the dream space. So if you imagine, uh, if you remember in the meditations we did, and again, they're on the main website, you can check it out. There's the whole story of less like literally floating above the sky and like pouring golden love like onto the earth and everything. And so using that concept what happens when some of us start doing this within the dream space as well so um the dream space suddenly becomes not just this place where we show up to like be entertained uh even of course it's more than that it's a place to like learn and gain experience and that's the thing is like if you can learn from it if you can gain experience from it that's what makes it real and so like it's also a place for you to show up to be able to give so the the dream space isn't just a place for you to get but it has the potential to be a place for you to give and again, and then we can get into this whole other discussion of like, just knowing what the dream space is, you start realizing what its potentials can be. And the other potential of it is the idea of like, each of us like meeting up within the dream space and being there consciously and having it more of a recurring thing and, and bringing it into a more common thing where it's not like lucidity becomes a super rare thing, but we actually start having lucidity more on a regular basis and we can intentionally meet up at the dream tree at shared dream spaces and we can intentionally do like healing on the earth. Um, because again, within this reality, one idea is that everything kind of happens on the etheric planes, the spiritual planes, the astral planes and crystallizes into the physical. So if we can literally make the intention of doing energy work on the earth within the dream space that will have an effect on the physical and it's one of those things where it's just kind of like well like uh, does it have an effect it's one of those things where if you feel called to do it follow that because it may not be the uh, effects that are totally obvious but if you're feeling called to do it then it is the effects that are needed sort of thing and so again i feel that's kind of the potential for some of us here within this community within this broadcast to be amongst perhaps like the vanguard of people who are bringing that level of consciousness into their dreams to intentionally help heal gaia and earth consciousness intentionally as a community within the dream space so just planting that seed because stay tuned because in five years from now we'll look back on this and we'll be like oh yeah I remember when that like that was just an idea and now it's a thing. So um yeah, but what do, what do you guys what do you guys think about even just that idea? The idea of like doing like earth reiki and stuff. Um if anybody wants to unmute themselves, feel free. And again, we'll we'll bounce around into some more topics as well. Um if anybody wants to jump I'll in. I'll just say one quick thing on that. Sure, yeah, yeah, go for it, KJ. I I just think that that reminds me a lot of sort of I, I don't know if this is possible, but I think about it a lot. Like, can you imagine like if we just really just woke up as a planet, like the amazing world we would live in? Like if people just dropped, you know, ignorance and violence and just basically started dialoguing and disagreements were solved with, you know, I don't know what, like, you know, some sort of ridiculous sort of, uh, I mean, disagreements are important. Don't get me wrong. Like, truth is truth. And, of course, ignorance is as diametrically opposed to, yeah, and love also is, you know, compassion and love. The heart chakra, Brandon uh, just said, T. It's like, you know, love and compassion and the heart chakra and, like, also the mind, the intellect, the third eye, the brow, these kinds of things, right? It's all extremely important. And, like, if we could just wake up 
like maybe some people would be like love people, right? Some people might be like third eye people and that's okay. Like it's just being in India recently, I can tell you that even then we don't get along. It's like the compassion people, like if I start bringing up like, in, like intelligibility, like as the foundation of like the cosmos, they're like, oh no, no compassion. And then like the, the intelligibility people and then the other people bring up compassion and the other intelligibility people are like, no, 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 like third eye, like crown. And it's like, there's a, I think there's, of course, there's a balance and a, and a beautiful, you know, sort of, <clears throat> how do you say, like almost a double, double helix bringing it all together. But so even if you're a third eye person with the chakra or even if you're a love, compassion, heart chakra, those are two in, those are two beautiful, divine, intelligible beings functioning and reflecting together, having the most beautiful divine dialogue. That's not like, I think peanut butter is better. No, I think jam is better. No, I like chocolate. Like, go, 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 fuck. Go, sorry, I, are we allowed to cuss on this? Go fuck yourself. Who gives a fuck, right? It's like, you know, who gives a fuck about opinions, right? Just talk about the real ultimate reality. And then if you disagree, then you can just, you know, have a dialogue all day long, go back into meditation and sit with it and then the next day you go and you do the same thing right and so you have to sort of figure out where are you know the disagreements are important but also championing this cause and like bringing everybody together in this sort of unified holistic vision throughout the not only this world but throughout all cosmoses right throughout all universes so it's like it's nice what you just said. It's like, I'd like to think that that's possible. And, and then the, the jumps, the, the creative jumps, the, the, the technological, maybe we might be able to get back to the pyramids, you know, we might be able to really just change the, the, this whole consciousness that we raise our levels, as you might say, right? Raise our vibrational levels. There you go. Cheers. For sure, man. And again, you know, like kind of even just saying that and, um, well, if we can open this up. If anybody else wants to jump in, feel free. I'm going to read another story from uh, Lacey in a second, another dream journal. Um, but yeah, just kind of like what you're saying there, like raising our vibration. If we want to kind of, for me, I like using the parallel of, of video game analogies. It's like, as we quote unquote, raise our vibration, we're also like unlocking new abilities, which is like part of the motivation and part of the way how we raise our vibration. I feel because somebody was asking me this the other day. They're like, how do I like open up my chakras and stuff like that? the very simple way that I explained it is kind of thinking, shifting the paradigm to sort of think about us as like an antenna. And then in that process, it's about removing the gunk or removing the mud and the dirt off of our antenna so that we can become like better receivers. So it's kind of like that idea that like we have this ability to access these extrasensory abilities and these multidimensional capabilities. Um, but it's like taking off the gunk that prevents us from from developing those in the first place and those can be beliefs those can be habits those can be emotions so like bringing more compassion into you is actually going to parallel to you becoming a more avid dreamer as well and uh and then from there like developing sort of the muscles and the habits that can go in the core that can correlate the development of these abilities so again that's why like writing down your dreams is important doing reality checks is important and uh, all sorts of other stuff. And we can get more into the practical tips as we keep going along here. But yeah, and then like intentionally meditating while falling asleep uh, is another way to do it. And just being like aware in the present moment. Uh, again, kind of like the reality checks. 
So um, I want to be able to just kind of like take a chance for other people to jump in. Um, I'll just say one thing here and then anybody wants to jump in. Um, so again, for me, I'm working on reality checks. I can be honest, like reality checks aren't something that I have like mastered. They're, they're, they're kind of for me this like almost what I feel could be the missing piece of a puzzle that could totally radically, radically help me get more in tune with my dream process. And so um, one sort of thing that I'm doing for a, a reality check, and again, a reality check is to sort of develop a habit or develop a, a chance of bringing self-awareness during the day that triggers self-awareness during your sleep state that helps you realize your state, what you're in while dreaming, which can potentially lead to you realizing that you're in a dream, which can lead to you realizing that you can move into lucidity, knowing that you're aware, knowing you're awake within the dream. Um, so what, what I actually had, there was like a party that I went to and just like showing the camera and just showing you guys, like I got like these like bracelets that I made for myself and, uh, on the bracelets, uh, one of them, I put B here and then the other one I put dream. And so right now I've just been wearing these just as a simple reminder. So like I wear these during the day and I kind of look down and I'm just like, be here dream. And so that's kind of like my mantra that I kind of use for myself. So that could be a thing that you guys can do is to make a little bracelet that has like a phrase on it or something like that, <laughs> um, just as an idea. But um, yeah, that was just like a little thing I just wanted to share as uh, one thing that I'm working on doing for my own dream recall process. Um, KJ, go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll share something. That, that's inspiring me a little bit for a second. I said, that's inspiring me for a second. My thing real quick here, Tatvamasi from the Mandokya Upanishad, Thou art that, Brahman is Atman, Atman is Brahman. That's the same thing. Every moment I just look down, puts me right back into the, the, I don't know, you might say lucid state, you might say dream state. I call it the contemplative, you know, I call it the, the contemplative, uh, I don't know, it is so many different words, but we're, we're pointing to something that is beyond words, right? We're pointing to the ineffable, which is my favorite word of all time, the ineffable. It's a word to describe that which is uh, undescribable in words, but you have a word for it, right? Ineffable. So <clears throat> that is just very much the same thing. I, I, and I actually think that we should just all get tattoos like right on our crown chakra. That way we can identify each other. <laughs> <laughs> with like a little third eye or something but no all kidding aside it's like that that's a beautiful meditation right and i and i call that a koan you know a koan is zen buddhism it's a question that you hold right in the meditation that uh, um like my guru's favorite koan well a guru my a koan that my guru uh, had for many years was in a full storm stop a sailing ship right? So you are, like your mind is in the storm, right? You, it, you are the boat, you are in the storm, the thoughts are throwing your mind every which way, right? In the full storm, bam, stop a sailing ship. And another one that I like is like, throw rocks into my pond, no ripples, no ripples. Throw rocks in my pond, no ripples. So it's like this koan, and like, yeah, 
like you have on your arm, like you can look down and you see it, right? And I actually got the Flower of Life or Metatron's Cube on the other one. And it's because of the tattoos on my back. I can't see them, right? I got to look in the mirror. So I need to see every moment I look down. Oh, there's Metatron's Cube. Oh, yeah, the fabric of the nature of reality. Oh, yeah, there's Tatvamasi. And I have a deal with my tattoo artist, right? And he promises he'll never tattoo my face no matter what I come in there and tell him to do. And that's it. And so you're right. It's like a, it's like a constant meditation, right? And you don't have to get the tattoo, right? It's just a matter of practice. Like I think Paul was saying a second ago who might have gone now that it's a matter of practice, right? It's just every moment awakening, every moment you're there. If you find yourself thinking about something mundane, catch it. What is watching? What is experiencing this right now? You know, like what eternal truths are functioning here right now? You know, like take yourself out of that localized, right, into the, the cosmic conscious, as it were. And, and, and it, it is, it's a meditation. It's a practice. And every moment, you, you know, you can get there. Cheers. Definitely, definitely. And, and I feel um, what you hit upon there is so key, like the bringing in the curiosity into any moment i think that is like a huge thing that can lead to lucidity you know you're kind of bringing in these koans to sort of get the mind thinking a little bit different from just like staying on the you know the the regular track of just like okay you know doing my things doing my chores and stuff like that but it's just like stepping back and just kind of like fathoming the mystery of the universe for even just a brief second but also just kind of bringing in the curiosity of being like am i sleeping or am i dreaming right now and like that is the curiosity that leads over into the the dream space that becomes the trigger for lucidity so if you can totally start like becoming curious and becoming inquisitive and, and becoming explore ex exploring those ideas within your waking state that can be very powerful for uh bringing that curiosity as a habit into your dream space so that when you're in a dream suddenly you know like you might see something that looks a bit a little different and then you'll just naturally as a habit be like be like whoa like that looks very different what why is that doing that and then that may be the thing that like triggers you whereas opposed to if you're in your waking state you know you might see something you're just like okay that that dog's a dog that car is a car that tree is a tree but if you're just like you know like what is it what is it you know like why is it here how did it get here or something bringing in the curiosity into your waking state leads over into your dream space helps trigger lucidity um, yeah. So, okay. Let's, um, let's keep bouncing around guys. I'd, I'd love to just, uh, get you guys just chit chatting and adding in some other questions or any topics that you guys want to get into any dreams that you guys might want to share, um, as well. KJ, go ahead. Well, I just going to, I just was going to say, we got to get some people talking on here. Our goal is to get Brendan to keep going for hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Oh God. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's your goal. Okay. Um, Brandon, we'll pass it over to you. All right. I don't know if we're allowed to do this, but it's kind of off topic of dreaming, but it kind of led into me being able to have lucid dreams. Would that be okay? So, yeah, sure. <laughs> so me and, me and a few friends had like a really intense psychedelic weekend a few weekends ago. Um... And, like, during that time, like, I, I don't know, something happened with me, like, I didn't really get into all this until until that moment because I felt it so much. So, like, I explained to, like, these four friends that I was with, like, my soul, like, um, how I feel 
into exact words of how I'm feeling, like what it means when I say I love somebody or I want to spend the rest of my life with somebody in it. Um, it got to the point to where like just all this information entered my brain. Like I was remembering things from when I was like three years old, four years old, like very vivid memories. Um, like with the body, like I, I like figured out where all your pressure points were. Like, so like my fourth, I found out where all of their pressure points was like on, on each of them. Like I could see them. Like, so it just opened up like this, this uh, a boatload of information. And I was explaining to them all of these things that not all of which I can remember, but some of them I can still. So the day after that, that happened was when the first time I ever had a lucid dream. So I don't know if it just like opened up something in my brain to allow me to do it finally. And then I, I've been trying to practice and practice doing it. So like my ultimate goal with this is to be able to have basically that psychedelic experience that I had without doing any psychedelic drugs. Um, totally. So man. I've been, I've been like every night, every night when I dream, like I try to explore not only more of what, what things that my mind went into that specific day, but where I can take it like, more and more progression like more and more out of my body while i'm dreaming uh, so that's that really awesome man thank you for sharing and and yeah like that is you know talking about like psychedelics that's totally something that we welcome people to talk about because it is like it's a big piece of the puzzle um and it helps us understand uh, how everything kind of fits together but that's a it's an interesting thing to take note of the idea that in your circumstance and, and and i've heard it before of people like having a psychedelic experience and then taking note of what your dreams are like within that like 24 48 hour period afterwards um i feel like there's like you know some studies there to sort of like i would love that to be a thing you know the studies comparing like mushrooms and like dream exploration even like micro dosing mushrooms and dream dreaming i feel like that would be something that would have like some like something would come out of that i feel um yeah yeah and uh did you say like do you uh brandon do you normally like is your dream recall what's your dream recall like currently just like since then it's been kind of like off and on like normally i have actually very very vivid dreams so they haven't been the last couple days but i would say like four to five days after that weekend they were really vivid and i've been having trouble the past couple days it's kind of frustrating honestly Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but when they, when, when they are vivid and I remember them, I'm having more control in my dreams as far as what I want to explore. Mm-hmm. So like really honestly, that weekend created like an entirely new world world for me. Like I have an out, a different outlook on so many different things now. Right on, man. So. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you for sharing and thank you for being here. Um, cause I, I did just want to say like, cause, uh, this is like, we've talked about it before in other classes, but it literally is worth reiterating because we're always going to get new people tuning in. And I feel it's like something that can easily kind of be like overlooked, <clears throat> but it's just like the correlation between like smoking cannabis and how that affects our dream recall. And just keeping that in mind that from my own experience and based on kind of like the consensus is that yes, like if you smoke cannabis and then that night you may find that it will be like harder for you to remember your dreams. Um, in some, some people it's the opposite, you know, like, so it's not like a hundred percent a thing, but I, if that's a thing where like for other people listening to this, if they're just like, you know, like, Oh, I can't remember my dreams. I can't remember my dreams. If you're smoking cannabis during the day, like that could literally be the reason 
why. And so part of like the lesson within the dream exploration process is also developing vigilance and habits within your daily life. So it's kind of like that thing where it's like, do you want to get high in the waking life or do you want to get high through like this crazy transcendental experience in a dream space? And you don't know what it is until you get there. So it's like a mystery box. Um, but it really asks you to kind of like trust in the process and practice like letting go of like wanting to do the the cannabis during the day as well. Um, and finding like, you know, like that same high through like other experiences as well. Um, but Brandon, I was, I was just curious. So do, do you feel that may be something uh, that you could work into your practice? Like, do you feel that cannabis could be affecting your dream recall? That uh, maybe because I, I don't smoke cannabis very often, but actually I have the past few days <laughs> and I didn't even think about that. So maybe that is it because I actually did the past few days and I normally don't. Mm-hmm. That night on the psychedelic trip I had was with LSD. But like that, that night was, it's just indescribable. Like my friend told me, he said he felt like I went into my God mode, which I didn't, I still don't fully know what he understands. But I feel like if you recorded a conversation that we were having during that time period, that almost like we weren't even talking, like, like the things that were said and discussed and the information that came out of me, like I didn't feel like myself and when it was over, like I couldn't even begin to explain what I said, how I said it anything but i but i remembered like the point of what i was saying so it's almost like the thoughts of people or the feelings that they have that you can never express i expressed and it was just it was incredible so for sure man um somebody else over there? yeah yeah that's uh yeah and again like i mean just there's whole discussions there just about like how you know like working with psychedelics and stuff can really kind of connect us to like this inner wisdom and, and just it, it's amazing i i know just from my own experience of just like how we're able to process things and see things from that that different perspective and even our ability to explain them and then to like transition that knowledge into like our continued perspective of this reality and and also a practical understanding uh, as well um and another thing i'll just say here because it kind of reminded me of what, what you're when you were talking about it, um which i feel can lead into some understanding of the dream space is like how people will often talk about while working with psychedelics that they'll actually be able to experience telepathy with with other people a form of telepathy where they can like literally communicate without words and stuff like that um just the fact that knowing that that is like a reality and that is possible within the physical existence just kind of opens up the idea of like saying that like hey you know there's faculties to the brain that can be accessed and again i think a big part of it is understanding that it's not like those abilities are something extra but it's almost as if they're like repressed or they have filters we have filters on that prevent them from being activated or accessible. And then like through LSD and just like natural, just abilities of our own personal evolution, we start pulling back those filters and we start like gaining access to uh, some of those uh, abilities, so to speak. Um, but yeah, Brandon, was there anything else more you want to say? No, uh, I think that's it. But yeah, I really do think part of that time, like uh, some of the things I felt like couldn't have been said. So I, I feel like we were all, there was four of us, we're all like telepathically communicating. And he said, and I don't have much experience with like psychedelic drugs. All of them do. And they said they've never had an experience like that ever. It was just, I don't know, it was just incredible. So mm-hmm. I hope that I can achieve to like, 
do some of these things without any type of psych psychedelics and, and tap more into dreaming to achieve some of it, to open up more of my brain capacity, because that's what I felt. Like, I literally felt parts of my brain opening. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you know, with psychedelics, like the big way how I see them is that they're kind of they're showing us the way they're showing us like where the mind can go. And then our job is to like find out how to get back there um, through like our own means and everything. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty fascinating. And then there's like this whole discussion, which we've kind of talked about in other dream classes, the idea of like being able to actually work with uh, psychedelics like within the dream space. I mean, that could be a thing, you know, and, and, and if that motivates you, then absolutely let it motivate you to getting better at developing your dream recall for anybody. The idea of like doing mushrooms within the dream space, doing LSD within the dream space, doing DMT within the dream space. And what you may actually realize that um, it, it's not so much this idea that you're ingesting the substance because obviously you're not, but it's more so the narrative that is being told that activates that story which which activates that experience so um which is like a whole nother thing and that's where you get into like the idea of like placebo effects you know like what would happen if you were to give someone a pill and tell them that it's a psychedelic would they actually start having a psychedelic experience in some cases i think there would be some aspects to that that are worth investigating um so again like within the dream space it's not so much that you're actually doing mushrooms but you create the narrative that you are doing mushrooms. And then that is like what activates that experience. So like what happens when we start playing around with that um, tangibility within this waking state as well uh, in terms of like maybe saying, uh, you know, just like I am opening myself to like more like empathic, intuitive foresight abilities and things like that. If you start developing that narrative, then that can actually start being the process that will activate those facilities. And, and even the, the obvious correlation within like dreaming and everything like that so it's just like okay like i am doing this as a means to accomplish that i am doing my habits as a mean to bring in lucidity creating narratives are an important thing towards um being able to like manifest things i mean i'm just trying to explain that just sort of off the top of my head but i i feel there's um yeah the power of narratives and the, and the power of like how things manifest um yeah there's a lot to that but yeah, let's um guys, uh, let's just keep uh, bouncing around some more. Um, I do want to give a shout out to people into the chat. Um, shout out to you guys. I'll try and read some of your comments as well. Um, da, 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 uh, um, I'm just going to read some random comments. So Travis says, shout out to Travis. Travis says, uh, definitely am celebrating the awakening um that may seem that many seem to be experiencing nice to not be so alone even if alone quote unquote is an illusion so yes travis thank you for being here um i'm talking about the dracos um yeah dracos and dragons and stuff um we are all remembering unconditional 1111 love we are all remembering who we are are or awakening to the dream whatever you want to call it connecting to source realizing that we are truly one we have been manipulated to an illusion the biggest illusion of all separation um mm, 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 mm. travis says i feel through my experiences that entheogens are a backdoor to ego loss so long as the user doesn't break down by refusing to let go so that's pretty 
that's key as well. Um, cool. Okay, so I'll continue to read more of the stuff in there as we kind of go. And again, thank you to you guys hanging out in the chat. Um, I do want to read another dream from Lacey, but again, guys, I'd love to just be able to continue passing the talk and stick around if you guys have anything that you want to bring into the discussion circle. Hey, um, sorry. KJ, go ahead. Yep. Oh, I just wanted to say something real quick. You know, I don't know what I think about it all, but with respect to uh, cannabis and dreams, I, I will say I have I have definitely noticed, like, I've been very uh, active for many, many years in this realm on many different levels and i can honestly say at least in my experience definitely when i stop smoking cannabis for any amount of like sort of and i smoke a lot so it doesn't take much like 48 hours right if i stop for 48 hours i do notice something change in my dream state i do notice it and it's like it's not that it's never there it's I don't know how to explain it, but there are scientific studies that I have looked at that do talk about this, right? Like about how it might be chemically related to lack of dream call, dream recall, and um, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it, but I just wanted to mention that, like, again, it's like if we're if you're completely sober, period, right? You're gonna have the best dream recall there is. Be in that moment, in that meditation. 100% you know focused at all times whether in the waking state or the dream state so whether you whether you get whether you get it through sort of one way of course is to get it through psychedelics there's no doubt but also at the other hand you can't just take LSD or DMT for the rest of your life every day every moment right <clears throat> you have to come back to <clears throat> the understanding of your own spiritual development and figure it out from there and it's from that point that you'll be able to take those experiences and then grow and build from them and so it is true that cannabis sort of does take away to some degree that that dream state but you're right it brings it back sort of into the waking state so it's a difficult sort of blend there's no way to really defend anything other than moderation right there's really no way to defend anything other than moderation all right cheers <clears throat> definitely and, and and again it is one of those things where like you really got to do it for yourself to find out but again that's where dreams are a teacher um for also developing the habits of, of like willpower during this physical existence as well and and again i noticed that too i noticed like within like 24 or 48 hours of like not smoking cannabis like my dreams are different my dreams like i, I can even just like when i'm falling asleep my dreams feel different like i can just kind of like go into naps and i can get into like other dimensions and stuff like that and i don't always remember it but but i know it's like happening um, and even when I like, and, and I don't smoke a lot of cannabis, uh, even like when I do do it kind of like here and there and stuff like that, like it's usually just in small amounts, but again, like even just taking that out of the equation definitely helps my dream recall process. So, um, that's something that that's part of my journey is that I'll kind of go through phases of like taking breaks and kind of, you know, not taking breaks, but I feel for me, part of what I have to tap into is kind of like doing it from a non-selfish place. Cause I feel that being able for me to delve deeper into my dream space also has the potential to benefit 
others within our community in the same way your dreams can benefit others in the community as well. Because I feel uh, in the same way it's happened before where sometimes I'll have dreams that are almost like a message coming through that I'll, I'll share in a dream journal or a quest, you know, a quest journal on the website. And it will actually be like a message for other people to hear. It'll be a message for, for more than just myself. Um, given the fact that this is kind of like the narrative that I've created where it's like, Hey, I've created, you know, this, this platform, this community. And so it's kind of like through this subconscious ultra conscious, um, narrative, it's kind of like, as I allow myself to get more in tune with my dreams, I am allowing myself to be of service for the universe to send messages through me to pass on to the bigger story of the dream as well, which is all of us. Um, so, I mean, that's just something that I'm, I'm that's part of my story that I, I got to tap into. So stay tuned. Like if you see me posting like dream journals and stuff, um, yeah, odds are is because of, there's like a correlation there between like my habits with like cannabis and things like that. But um yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did want to get into, just kind of like switching gears into some other topics and stuff. Uh, I did want to get into um, just like a small dream that I did remember having earlier in the week that I just thought was interesting. And I'll just use it to open up some conversations for other people as well. Um, but it, it was within the dream where like I was actually dreaming that I was another person. And in particular, uh, I was dreaming that I was Shailene Woodley, which I thought was pretty interesting because <laughs> a lot of people know who she is. Like she's in the movie like Divergent, but she's also more recognizable recently for her involvement with Standing Rock at, at the protests there as the water protectors. And she's a well-known Hollywood actor and everything and very conscious as well. Um, but what was interesting is like within the dream, like I was her, uh, but then in the dream, I like met like another version of myself, which was interesting. So like, I was like her meeting me in the dream. And, and it was just kind of like an interesting experience, just kind of like, look at the fact that that's what happened, or that's what was possible. Um, yeah, and then I kind of just like joked, uh, like half assly, I was just like, I'm like, yeah, like maybe Shailene Woodley's my spirit animal or something. So I don't know. I it's pretty amusing to me if you ask me. Um, but I was going to ask you guys, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the idea of dreaming dreams where you may be a different person or even a different gender? What do you think that's showing us? What do you think that's pointing to? So if anybody wants to take a crack at that, go ahead and uh, feel free to open your microphone. Or if any of you have had dreams, have you guys had dreams of like being a different gender and stuff like that? And what do you think it means? What do you think studying that happening can help us understand more about the dream space? So we'll just give it a second if one of you guys wants to jump in here. Remembering it's all just practice. You guys are more than welcome to practice thinking out loud. We'll just give it another second here. <laughs> um, I could volunteer Devin to talk, but... If anybody else wants to jump in, what do you guys think? Or we can keep moving along into other topics. Um, yes, 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 me. Okay, KJ, we haven't heard from All you right, in forever. Yes. Go What's ahead. the time? How, how long have we been on? I just need to know. Has it we been got three, three hours? More hours. Yeah, All right, uh, perfect. Three more plenty hours. of time. Go for it. Um, well, no, I didn't actually have anything to say. <laughs> just kidding. No, uh, of course, I just want to say one time, this is beautiful as usual. I'm so happy to participate with everybody here. And uh, <clears throat> no, I just feel very blessed. Uh, I always, 
I try not to um, inflate Brendan's ego too much, but the truth is that I really do respect him. He has uh, truly created such a divine web uh, across the globe. Um, and, uh, you know, it's weird. It's like I've studied with a guru for 20-something years, and uh, I have a lot to share, but sometimes I feel like I'm lazy. And then sometimes I feel like Brendan has a lot to learn, but he is creating this. And so it's like, I mean, it's divinely beautiful uh, on, on so many levels. And so just uh, once again, you know, I love you, brother, and always rock on. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for rocking it. Um, if if you guys want to, want with like just stepping back for a second, just because KJ brought it up, I uh, I really like to think about what we're doing almost as like building a spaceship. Like it's literally kind of like a multi-dimensional spaceship. So right now, if you're like listening to this broadcast, you're like on board the spaceship, and then we're kind of like flying it through the cosmic waves and and traveling through space and stuff like that. And um, yeah, and we kind of get on the spaceship and then we get off the spaceship. So like after the broadcast, we'll kind of like go and do other things. But then even within that, there's like kind of metaphors of like spaceships and also kingdoms. And we're also building kingdoms. And within that kingdom, it's about each of us kind of like waking up to our own sovereignty of like the prince and the princess uh, within each of us as being like the duty that we have to help like carry more consciousness into this world and being the bridge for higher conscious ideas in mainstream culture. Because the time will come when each of us is like there in a presence of someone else. And, and they'll say to us and be like, whoa, like you made a difference in my life. And so like, that's the ripple effect and you guys are already doing it. So, but yeah, let's, let's keep going um, back to what we were talking about. The idea, um, maybe uh, Jamie or Emily or Michael or Devin. Um, those are the people who we have left in the hangout. And if other people do want to join the hangout, just send me, let me know in the live chat. If you guys want to want to join the hangout and I'll post a link there. But uh, yeah, have you guys ever had any dreams where you were a different person or a different gender? And what do you think that means? What does that tell us about the dream space? So just sort of think about that and take a crack at that as a practice. And I, I could say some stuff in it, but, but I just want to be able to like let you guys practice talking about that. If you guys got, unless you guys want me to explain what I think on it, but I'd love for you guys to be able to just think about it. So Devin, go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. Oh, just like a pretty interesting dream. It was a really short one, actually. Um, I was half cyborg. Like, I was, I was made out of, like, cybernetics. So, like, you know, half of me was made out of machine. And I guess it was just kind of like I've always wondered about, like, a artificial intelligence and stuff like that. Like, it, could robots and, you know, it could be possessed consciousness. Like, could there – could electronics vehicle consciousness? And, you know, if I just look at – you know, any like if I look at my computer here, my computer is you know it's made out of it's made out of consciousness. When you really break it down, all the way, and so you know, I said to myself, "Why? Well, yeah, this is true. Like, it might not be able, it might not be capable, or you know, it might not hold human consciousness, the consciousness that I recognize and that I'm connected to, but it for sure can hold a consciousness of its own, and you know, like to the point that we as humans can interact." with, you know, machines, like machines can literally, you know, like build themselves and 
you know, they could have like morals and, you know, different kind of things, but I just don't know what it'd be because it'd be different, maybe the same as human consciousness, but it was really interesting dream because I, I was kind of just like, it was a dream that was, I was really fascinated with myself. Like I'm looking at myself, I'm like, whoa, I'm half robot. Like, what does this mean? And, you know, that's kind of the conclusion I came to. I'm like, you know, everything is made out of consciousness. And, you know, I think we're moving, almost moving in a direction with robots to the point that we're trying to, you know, program artificial intelligence to the point where it's, you know, the robot can look at the, you know, the old granny and be like, you know, scan her body and be like, doo, 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 doo. the woman is thirsty and kind of like take care of her in that way. But I think, you know, I think we're heading there. And I, I, the base, like, you know, how fast we're going there, like the rate, the, like the rate of acceleration we've been going at since like, you know, just a couple hundred years ago, you know, like just before, like what was it, the Wright brothers who invented the first airplane and everyone was just kind of like, no way, bro. You're, birds fly, humans don't fly. And then they're just like, I built a plane, bitch. And then they kind of just, you know, they just kind of took off. So it's like, you know, and that was only a couple hundred years ago. And look at the kind of like, we have like jets passing the sound barrier now. And it's just kind of like, you know, we're really, we're moving really, really fast in this kind of way. And, you know, I think one of the turns, one of the turns, you know, one of the, um, one of the legs we left behind was the evolvement of spiritual consciousness. And I think that's kind of, you know, that, um, that void there is ready to be filled just like really fast and really quick as that go ahead keep going keep going if and, still going. <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of like you know i think um we're gonna move really far and you know we're gonna be, see amazing things and i think uh spirituality is just gonna be like integrated in society just like in a regular way like when i went to peru it's you know they were just kind of like the shamans were just kind of like they weren't they didn't really carry a a uh, what's the word they didn't really carry a a noble presence like they didn't they didn't, they weren't above you know there wasn't any kind of like social structure there they're just you know they were all it was really tribal environment and the shamans there you can sense the incredible presence and you know the consciousness they could hold yet they felt at the same exact time so very normal and so very sane towards you and you know they they had all this knowledge and all that kind of stuff but yeah that's just, yeah that's what i wanted to share kind of i kind of drifted off from my dream experience <laughs> into something else there so sorry it's just like, i do that a lot do and do androids dream of electric sheep Philip yeah. reference. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like a whole conversation in itself, like sentience and within like machine intelligence and stuff. Um, I will just say there, there's kind of like this idea that, you know, one way to hypothesize, hypothesize how we can create artificial intelligence rather than processing it as like a ones and zeros from the ground up. Rather, what you do is you build like an antenna for consciousness to enact through. So you sort of like build right. the vehicle and then consciousness can inhabit it. Um, yeah. and, then, and it's sort of like an artificial like synapsic, synaptic network and everything. Um, and then it like learns how to how to operate it and stuff stuff um rather than trying to so it's so it's like this idea of like consciousness isn't something that can be built with ones and zeros but consciousness is something that can operate ones and zeros if we figure out a way how to build yeah still jump into um so that's like a bit of a paradigm shift in terms of how to develop ai consciousness that 
personally, I think I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know if anybody who's like working on AI is thinking about it that way yet. But maybe, maybe. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that um, in the future some more. Um, yeah, um, going back to uh, what we were talking about, about like the gender thing within dreams. Um, if anybody else wanted to jump in on that, we can. Um, I'll just say again, you know, like within the dream space, it's it's common for us to dream of ourselves in correlation to our physical body that we have here on earth but understand that that is like not the be all end all that is just usually the common narrative that we commonly associate with ourselves within the dream space because it's what we're so used to and it's what we bring with us but it's not technically what we are if you think about it that way if anything we're almost like a blank slate we're almost kind of like a single point of light within the dream space and so in that sense that is why like we can easily become another gender that is why we can become like another person and oftentimes people will look at this and say like this is information rippling through from like our past lives or even our future lives in, in some sense and in that sense i think it's very worthwhile for all of us to open up our minds into that way of like understanding that in past lives and future lives all of us have been like different genders uh, you know, and even like different species and things like that. Um, so it would make sense. And 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 I think it's a it's an interesting idea to sort of open yourself up to the concept of connecting with those other aspects of yourself, the other the other energies of those archetypes through your dream space. So, um, yeah, like, I think that's just kind of like an interesting thing, uh, you know, like maybe like a, 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 like a person who's like a male, who's like super male energy and stuff. Maybe he has a dream that he's like a mother and he's like with a baby. And then like he like wakes up from that dream and he's like, oh, my God, like that was like so emotional. And, and, and this is like reminding me of like the nurturing mother instinct that's actually with inside me that maybe I've been repressing. Or maybe a female can have a dream as a male and suddenly within that story, they're kind of like this, like maybe like a prince archetype or something like that. Um, and they're kind of like off on like some like valiant mission. And again, not to say it's like something that females can't do or anything like that, but it's just like a common association of like, you know, you get like the, the idea of like a young male kind of like searching, like going out on his own on a quest or like a vision quest or something like that, um, that to them as a female may help spark uh, a little bit more of that adventure spirit within them. Whereas, you know, like the female side of them might feel like they have to like sort of fit to a role that society isn't placing on them. And, and then suddenly they're just like, whoa, you know, I am much more than one thing and, and, and I can be many things. And, and I have like the male and female inside all of us, inside me. And, in, you know, it's inside all of us. So I think the dream space is an important thing to, to kind of show us, um, to tap us into uh, the, the the gender fluidity and, and, and the idea that we are, the soul doesn't have gender um, in that sense. I think that's like one way of, of thinking about it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I want to say on that. If anybody else had anything to say on that, um, we can jump in. Uh, we did actually have, I, I, I want to read some other stuff with Lacey and then we're going to get into our closing meditation of the dream tree meditation, like the shared dream space that we kind of work on going back to. Um, we did have another player who recently joined the game and they're straight out of the YouTube live chat. Um, that's uh, Unconditional 1111. So um, brother, if you want to just go ahead, check your microphone. And, and I know you said you're only in here for a little bit, but if there's anything you want to bring to the circle, be it what we've talked about, be it anything, uh, please feel free to just introduce yourself and uh, go right ahead. So go ahead and unmute yourself and we'll test that. So, All right. Um, yeah, I don't have anything specifically to talk about right now, but 
yeah, I thought I'd just join in and something will probably come to my mind in the conversation. Cool. Awesome, man. That's totally perfect. Sounds good. And again, guys, like with, um, with this dream class, like, yeah, like another part of it is like the practice of, uh, listening as well. So, um, so I'll ask him a question. Ask you want to ask, ask the group a question or do you want to ask him a question? Or? Well, I was just going to say, like, he said he had nothing specific to say. So I was just thinking about asking him, you know, like, well, just reflect upon the most recent dream or reflect upon the most sort of challenging experience or maybe development experiment. Oh, oh, look at this. Michael's got, got his hand up. Oh, watch out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, shall we pass it over to Michael, KJ? Do you want to do that? We'll do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Michael, Michael, go ahead since uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to you since you got your hand up. So go ahead, dude. All right. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. So it was like, this was, this was really, um, I mean, this doesn't have to do with gender. This just kind of goes back to dreams. Um, was that all right? Or I can't. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Go, go ahead, man. Dreams and gender is just oh, still okay. still in the same ballpark. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, this was really weird because it's like you know the other like last night I think. You know, I, I had this weird dream about like, uh, like my mom falling down the stairs or something. But in the dream, you know, I reached, you know, to grab a hold of her and 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 pick her up, you know, so she didn't fall down the stairs. And then it was just like later uh, today, just found out, you know, that she was in an accident, and um, I was like. You know, it's like I didn't ask. I, I mean, I didn't ask for the for the dream or anything, but it was just like the timing of that is like, wow. You know, I mean, the car's got you know it's got like a dent in it and stuff, but uh, thank goodness, you know, she was she was all right and everything. Um, but I just thought that was weird, you know, having a, a dream, uh, having a, a dream like that the night before and then you know something like that happening you know mm -hmm. so i just wanted to share that well thanks for sharing mike and definitely just sending you know thoughts and prayers and love vibes to to your mom as well and yeah like that's something thanks. that's a conversation in itself the idea of like dreams actually foreshadowing um because again you know i think from one way of understanding it for myself is that, you know, we exist beyond this present moment in a nonlinear sense. And then events of the future can ripple into this present moment. And one of the ways how they ripple through into this present moment is through intuition, but also through the dream space. So like in a, a big event in the future can like come to us symbolically as a dream in, in some ways. So that's why, like, if you have something that's just like really, you know, prominent standing out in your dreams, like pay attention to that. Cause that could in some ways be preparing you for the future, but also being able to help you like reconnect with gratitude of a relationship with someone in the present moment. Um, well, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Jump I right was in. just going to say it's, it's interesting that all, all that, um, all that happened, but also the subject matter of tonight's class and then uh, me joining it to share, you know, uh 
this and then of course everybody else that that joined um but it yeah because sometimes i just look at a dream you know it's kind of like you know sigmund freud says you know sometimes a cigar is just a cigar you know and you know sometimes you know we look at it like that or we look at like how would a psychologist uh in interpret this symbol and sometimes we're just like well you know it's just a symbol it means this according to the dream interpretation book and you know we kind of just leave it alone but something like this was like you know for telling almost like you know uh a message of some sort you know like almost almost a message to say like don't disregard dreams as nothing you know and uh or just you know pure coincidence or whatever so yeah yeah that was pretty wow you know mm -hmm. yeah and you said um just in the chat you said thank goodness uh your mom's okay so it's good to hear so yeah yeah i mean the car you know i, I of course you know I, I don't i mean really care about the car you know uh i mean i you know care about the car but I mean, you know, care about your mother first and foremost, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, it was just—it was just really weird how that kind of played out. Um, yeah, quite the coincidence. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe me sharing this, you know, is is part of you know that uh, message to people to say, hey. Pay attention to your dreams. I'm telling you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and again, you know, like I think um, within dreams, <clears throat> I've seen that before. The idea of like sometimes in dreams we'll do that. We'll we'll have a dream where something might happen to someone who we care about, and maybe it's someone who we haven't thought about in a long time, or maybe someone who we've distanced ourselves from. But then that will spark us to like wake up and to be like, whoa, you know, like I maybe I should contact that person again or maybe i should tell that person that i really love them because that's like a common thing in ourselves that you know we, we get so caught up in society that we we don't tell our loved ones that we love them and, and, we, and we kind of forget to interact on that that just like that base like connection um so i mean yeah sometimes dreams will kind of say like hey like be like you know that person who you're super grateful for but you forget that you're super grateful for here let us remind you how grateful you are by like simulating a reality in which like they're potentially you know like hurt or even taken away from you or something like that and then that could be like a way for you to to not take them for granted within the physical so it's like you know sometimes dreams are literally there almost as like a referee almost as if like it's like a babysitter to say like hey you know like focus on this, focus on that, you know, help like bringing your, your consciousness towards a certain direction. So yeah, like dreams uh, are so multifaceted. They're, they're just so dynamic. And um, again, it's really interesting when you think of dreams as kind of like something that our higher selves are programming for ourselves, yet they're doing it in sort of like this, like from behind the, the, the hidden mirror sort of thing. So it's like, if we knew that we were creating our own dreams, um, I think that would just like open up a whole new story. Um, but yeah, it's almost, it's almost like hard for the mind to kind of wrap that around, but we are creating our dreams all the time. Like we know that we know that, um, because like they're holographic in, in, in so many ways as well. So like everything that you see within your dream is you, you know? Um, 
So guys, I do want to go back to the idea of what we were talking about, about like appearing as different genders within dreams, appearing as different people within dreams, but even appearing as like a different entity um, within dreams is is something that I think is like worth looking at. You know, you hear some people talking about shape-shifting. Maybe some people become dragons within dreams or something like that. Um, and I think uh, Zoe, who just joined the chat, um, if she's ready, we're going to pass it over to her because I think she's actually got something to talk about related to that. So Zoe, welcome and go ahead and check your microphone and we'll pass the talking stick over to you. So. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Sounds perfect. Go ahead. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, just about the kind of theme of appearing as different beings in dreams in general, like maybe not specifically gender, but I've experienced like one of my most memorable dreams is of being a whale. So um, I find that in dreams, it's like really easy for me to like lose touch of the boundaries. So in this dream, I was like a whale and then I got up and I like started walking on the water and then all this other stuff happened. But I think that part of the the meaning for that that comes into mind with me is like when I'm in these spaces of forgetfulness and kind of like mired into this specific um, kind of illusory identification I have like with my ego um, I kind of go into the dream space and then I am reminded of these different aspects of myself that I still have and then maybe as a reminder to empower those more like through different tools of meditation and um i don't know just like keeping more of a focus on like i don't know whales for me specifically represent like um wisdom and just kind of tuning into the larger perspective of things um yeah so that's that's what i have to share on that aspect of of it Awesome. Thank you. Um, have you had other dreams where you've been other animals or is the whale one just one that really stood out for you? Um, not as other animals that I remember right now. Like it feels like I have, but I can't remember right now. Um, but definitely as other people um, and people that I haven't even met before, but just kind of like with this different appearance, with the different, with this different energy, with this different um, kind of uh, yeah energy that, that I'd be exploring in the dream. Cool. What what did it what did it feel like to be a whale? Oh man, um, <laughs> it's like it's hard to describe in words. Um, like it, it definitely felt very expansive. Um, but I feel like that would be kind of an obvious word when you're thinking of a big giant creature, right? Um, uh, hmm. It felt very um, like I I, I had this uh, this perceptual awareness that was a lot bigger than than my physical self right here. So kind of like a like an all-knowing kind of uh, kind of field, or just like a tapping deeper into that um, that internal wisdom and that knowing. Um, hmm. And it it definitely felt very free as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I love that idea of like just like anything to do with underwater creatures. I feel mm-hmm. is so dreamlike, you know, because we because we don't there's no real like up or down in the same way, um, which is like yeah, that's just like such a dream um in itself yeah i'm just trying to like put my mind in in the place of like being a whale and stuff i mean that that's like almost the meditation in itself imagining yourself as an animal you know Mm. what does it feel like to be an eagle what does it feel like to be like a panther running through the woods what does it feel like to be like a giraffe um Oh man, I just, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll mention this now just cause we're talking about animals and then I'm going to pass it to Emily, but uh, within the paradigm shift central broadcast, we're, we're doing, you know, we have dream class, team building, hangouts, admin meetings, global meditations and destiny school. Destiny school rotates through topics. The last one we do is on conscious themes within movies and media. The next one that we're going to be doing is on animals of earth. 
So just giving you guys a little bit of a heads up on that. So it's going to be about animals of earth. So we're going to be studying the animals of earth to like understand more about like how, how consciousness functions and, and what it's like. So um, Emily, I think you want to jump in with something. If you do, just feel free to go ahead. and Definitely the dolphins. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Emily. Um, going off of what Michael and Zoe are saying and you and the genders, um, Typically, when I dream, I kind of drop, I'm able to finally drop having to play the woman role, so I don't feel masculine or feminine, but sometimes I do feel more feminine when I need to experience that, or I feel more masculine when I need to experience that, kind of like you were saying. And what Michael said about kind of seeing things ahead of time, um, I do feel like that is it's kind of a more a more feminine thing, personally, um, just because I tend to experience more feminine things in my dream, and I did have an experience like that recently. Um, and then Paul mentioned something about daydreaming, and I remember I've always remembered, and I'm I'm realizing this today with this hangouts. Um, I've always been reprimanded for daydreaming in school all these years. And one time that always comes to mind, particularly, is in second grade, um, this teacher, she always reprimanded me for daydreaming in class. And ironically, her name was Mrs. Hart. <laughs> so um, I'm always such a mental, masculine person in the day. And in my dream time is when I finally allow my, my more feminine essence to come out and play. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have that experience. And what Zoe is saying, being a whale, I love octopuses, and I've also been an octopus in my dreams. So I feel like that goes also with the feminine energy and essence. Yeah, um, I, I I really like that idea of just kind of like thinking about how using the dreams using the dream space to kind of play out parts of ourselves that perhaps aren't getting fully expressed within the waking state um, is kind of like a neat way to sort of like nourish the soul or to, to give it what it's seeking. Um, which is like a common thing where sometimes we can observe that in, in both like positive ways and quote unquote negative ways where maybe repressed emotions will show up within our dreams. You know, maybe we're like holding anger towards someone and we're not expressing it physically. And then we have a dream where we like, hit their face with a brick or something like that. You know, it's just something extreme, right? And then we'll wake up and we're just like, hmm, I wonder what that means, you know? Like, maybe I'm, like, not vocalizing what I need to vocalize or something like that. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, you know, maybe it's just like, yeah, they're, 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 you, you can use the dream space to, like, imagine yourself as being, like, the ninja that you want to, like, be and stuff like that, that maybe you don't get to be as much within your physical life. Um, but I think daydreaming is such, like, a beautiful thing. I'm just kind of reminded of a great movie, uh, The Secret Life of Walter uh, Walter Mitty, um, if that was the name of it. Yeah, um, which is, like, a great movie. I, I encourage you guys to go watch that. It's all about, like, daydreaming and stuff. But, yeah, daydreaming is, like, such an important thing. Bringing the intention of daydreaming when we have the chance during the day, like literally just imagining scenarios and, and kind of like playing out a story in your mind is a very powerful thing because that's flexing your imagination, which allows you to carry that into your dream space. I think 
part of the reason why a lot of people say they don't dream or they don't pay attention to their dreams is because their imagination muscle isn't like strong like it isn't worked out enough and so like we literally have to practice using our imagination and that is through creating art that is through like writing that is through creating poetry that is through improvisation improv improvisational singing um you know it's through watching movies reading comics like you download other inspiration to be able to incorporate that as like resources within your game engine, your virtual hologram uh, of your own imagination, your nation of your magi, um, the dream space. So yeah, like whenever people go, you know, whenever I go see movies, I always watch movies to sort of download the movies as like resources for my imagination and things. Um, yeah, yeah, just just an idea. But but yeah, yeah, I like I like what I like what you're saying there, um, Zoe. It's just like. Yeah, teachers trying to get all up in our grill because we're daydreaming. What do they know? Society. Um, <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, let's uh, let's keep bouncing around. If, if anybody else just wants to jump in on, on any of the things that either Zoe or Emily were talking about, has anybody dreamt of being an animal um, before? Have you guys? I have something to say. Okay, go ahead, KJ. Jump right in. So one thing just back. <clears throat> now you can think about it and you know, agree or disagree, but the way I look at this is because we were talking about who was this Zoe? Yeah. Zoe had the, the dream about the whale and she gave some very nice descriptions uh, about what it was like. Cause you had asked her um, and she said, I wrote it down here, all knowing, expansive, free. Um, right. That's a state of mind that's represented when in the dream, the dream is presenting her with this image and, and this activity. And that's the state of mind that's associated with it. Well, 99 other people, right, might um, say that, oh, they dreamt of a whale and it was horrible. I was getting eaten by the whale or something. It doesn't matter. It comes down to each particular person. The dream master is specific. And this comes down to one very clear principle ideal is you cannot have somebody else's dreams. Like you don't mistakenly have my dreams at night and I don't mistakenly have your dreams at night. Like if, you, if I had your dreams, they would make absolutely no sense to me because they're completely uh, connected to what your spiritual development is. So to ask the question like, what was it like to be a whale? And then Zoe says, well, it was actually all-knowing. It was expansive. It had it was a very beautiful actual description, right? But it could have been a very descriptive. It could have been very different. She could have said, oh, it was horrible. I felt like I was being swallowed by a whale. She could have said anything. But it comes to the dreamer. And the dreamer is specific to the dream. Uh, sorry, the dream is specific to the dreamer. Uh, uh, based upon what their spiritual development is at that particular moment. So this is why I say interpretation is the wrong word because there's no interpretation needed, right? You ask the dreamer, hey, what was that like? Hey, what did that mean? And then within their life and their context, it has a, a whole unified meaning. But if you ask the next person, let's say you do another talk you know, the next day and they say, I was a whale – they might have a completely different state of mind associated with it because they have a completely different spiritual development. And so we cannot say whales mean 
such and such, right? That's got to be always to the dreamer. Um, and yes, this is Hinduism, this is Buddhism, this is Platonic philosophy, this is all wisdom traditions. Uh, I just saw a note here from Nathan about Hinduism. But anyways, just something I wanted to just sort of put out there. And I, I love you, brother. Om Namaste. Weird, man. Weird. Um, if anybody else wants to jump in at any point, please feel free, guys, to leave popcorn style. Um, Zoe, go ahead. Yeah, um, just with what, uh, who was the last person talking? What was his name? It's KJ. Yeah, just with what KJ was talking about, um, how, like, we can't necessarily put certain, like, objective meanings on our symbols in our dreams. Um, one kind of technique and tool that I like to use when I'm experiencing kind of, like, more um, dense emotions in my dreams is... I use them as tools to kind of tap into that because I feel like it's my subconscious releasing that and then using that as an opportunity to integrate more of that emotion. So, um, yeah, I just kind of connecting that in the way that, um, like if you, if you had like a scary dream about a whale, for example, and then you look up in the, I don't know, Jungian dream interpretation that whales like symbolize, um, I don't know, like going into the new paradigm or something like that. I don't actually know. Um, but that could mean something completely different to you in your dream. Um, and I think that what's most important is to just tune into your experience in the dream and not really get distracted by um, anyone else's interpretation unless you find that it's it's resonant for you. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And, and and again, like that's that's the idea is that like through studying your dreams, you actually begin to almost figure out your own code for your mm -hmm. dreams. Like every dreams kind of got like its own language to it. Um, and so when you start writing down your dreams, you start seeing recurring patterns, you start seeing symbolism. And uh, yeah, you know, like maybe the whale is like something that you return to. and Maybe it actually begins to change. Maybe there's this this mm -hmm. parallel reality exists where you are a whale. And maybe you're just dreaming about yourself being human right now. But like what? <laughs> maybe, right? Um, but I mean, whales in themselves, I feel are very cosmic beings. I feel like they're like so freaking ancient and they're probably so freaking psychic and like sentient and they can probably like fly through space and we just like don't think that they can. And same with dolphins and yeah, yeah. And there's a whole thing there in itself. Space dolphins, space whales. Yeah, like you ever seen the episode of South Park where... The, the dolphins. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Oh, were those dolphins or were those what? Those were dolphins. That was a that was a Treehouse of Horror episode. So yeah, yeah. Hitchhiker's yeah, yeah, like, Guide, Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly where we also get the dolphin sentience coming back from. Um, sweet guys. Okay, guys. Um, just touching base with a couple things. It's about quarter to one, so that means we got like two more hours left in the broadcast maybe um but i do want to read another dream uh log from lacy here again just as like a chance to sort of just because she does a, such a good job of writing out her dreams it, it's it's fun to like imagine practice using our imagination while we're reading her dreams as kind of again the different ways that the dream space can work because the dream space is very holographic that's one thing that you'll notice ideas are portals to places and experience so like you can like go through something and end up somewhere else one thing can tr trigger something else like it's like a very fractal nature where an event can cause like a dramatic effect sort of thing um dreams really do that so in, unless somebody else has something else that they want to say at the moment i'm going to read Lacey's dream did anybody else have anything they want to mention related to space whales maybe 
I just wanted to say I remember hearing somewhere that whales are the keepers of the Akashic records. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe. Um, Wait, wow, say that again. What did she say? Say it again. Jamie, do you want to say that again? I heard somewhere, I forget where, but I heard whales are the keepers of the Akashic records. That's pretty interesting. That, I mean, that in itself is just like an interesting idea to think that physical bodies physical not just humans but like alien aliens and animals are actually like containers for conscious ideas within the astral as well whoa they're kind of like radar dishes or something or like hard drives hologram cubes or something whoa that's interesting whales exist physically therefore stuff exists astrally because the whales exist physically Whoa, that's crazy, man. Um, how big is a whale brain? I feel that thing's like probably the size of a car or something like that. That's got to be doing something. Like you think about it, right? Like it's not like whales were just designed to just like float there in the ocean. And that's, again, kind of what we were talking about. What do animals dream of is, is a very fascinating idea. Because you get into this concept that like consciousness predominantly governs its choices within this dimension based on its preference for dreaming as well if you think about that and that's why i feel like some some like zen masters reincarnate as cats because they literally just want to like spend all their time in the astral like i i swear to god if you look at some cats like that's why they're there they're they're there to like be a cat and yet they sleep and when they sleep they probably don't dream about being a cat Maybe they do as well, but they probably dream about like being, you know, like their previous physical incarnation and stuff. Again, in the same way that we're here dreaming about us, but we don't have to dream about ourselves being a physical human. We can dream about ourselves being a dragon or being, uh, you know, a cat or something like that. Or dream about ourselves being a cat, dreaming about being a human, dreaming about being a whale who's actually a cat. Who knows? It's very meta. <laughs> um, who just unmute the microphone and feel free to jump jamie go ahead yeah yeah that just reminded me i had a dream like a couple weeks ago that i was surrounded by cats and one of them had this golden aura around it and it was sitting like zen style and meditation <laughs> definitely we'll have to get some cats on to the broadcast in the future to to interview them and stuff um <clears throat> yeah there's uh michael go ahead you want to jump in oh that's funny because it's like i didn't even I didn't even raise my hand. I raised my paw and you called on me. So it's, it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Cats are actually my, um, my spirit animal, you know, the same way like Andy might talk about dragons or whatever. Cats are my, uh, cats are, are, are my, um, uh, I, I mean, lots of people have can be connected to cats, but I could say like my dating history, uh, I always seem to tend to attract, um, uh, uh, young women that are just totally obsessed with cats for some reason, and their personality is like cats. Uh, but not only that, they've shown themselves up to me like throughout my whole life. Um, you know, it's like they've appeared to me. They've actually helped me out. Like, you know, they've actually helped like uh, warn me of things. They. Um, they they just appeared to me th throughout my life 
And I noticed whenever I started wearing, you know, uh, the cat, uh, you know, I have like, you know, different shirts, you know, cats like in space. <laughs> and uh, so basically like that, like I really call upon that, that energy. I really bring that feline um, uh, presence out. And my personality, I think is very much like a cat. Uh, so, um, yeah, shout out to the cats. <laughs> shout out to the cats. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to read, uh, Lacey's story here. And then again, we're going to get close to wrapping up and we'll just end with a short meditation, uh, of the dream tree, which I'll explain a little bit more later on. But again, it's like this common location within the dream space that we probably no, cannot add to. <laughs> And we put our intention into it and then we work on uh, returning there uh, within our dream space. Um, okay. So, da, 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 da. okay. So again, I haven't read all of this dream, so I'm going to read it right now, but this is another one of Lacey's dreams. Um, and uh, if you're looking to connect with Lacey, uh, her name's Lacey joy, L A C E Y J O Y. Um, and uh, just send me a message if you want to connect with her profile because she does like post about her dreams and stuff there. And hopefully we'll get her on in the show in the future as well. Okay, so here's one of Lacey's dreams. <clears throat> okay, um, just as a little context, she talks about her friend Max in this. Uh, Max is her partner. So, <clears throat> and again, just imagine this like as we're reading it, you can kind of just listen to it like a story in your mind and in your heart. Dream time. I'm walking across a fallen tree and getting lost in its intricate markings. Max is in front of me leading the way as we weave in and out of a fallen forest. I stop and look deeply into the bark of a tree and I can see eyes appear. I focus in and a leopard appears and climbs out of the tree. Oh man, it's a cat. Synchronicity. She is now standing on top of the fallen tree. I reach out for her and wrap my arms around her neck and rest my forehead on her forehead. I'm afraid to leave her behind and tell Max we need to take her with us. She follows us out of the fallen forest. We come to a small hut. I go inside and there are three globes sitting in a row. I go up to them and they have very detailed images of fruit and vegetation on them. I run my fingers across the plants that seem to be growing right from the globes. As I do this, it's as if I download the information about the plant into my mind. All the plants are in the areas that they grow here on planet Earth. I walk further into the hut and notice a fourth globe. I pick it up and gaze into it as if I'm floating above a planet in space. It's a, its landmass is completely different from that of ours, but it has a lush rainforest and islands everywhere. There is also an abundance of water. It looks a lot like Earth, but geographically, it is different. I gaze into the land and see that there is evidence of farming. I take a deep breath and cradle the new Earth close to my heart. This is it. We have found it. 
and that's the end of that one there so wow see isn't that like such like a cool little thing it's like so meta and gets like so like the the dimensions shift you know you, you can kind of pull yourself in and out of like the different perspectives that she's talking about um so just kind of like recapping there so she was going through the forest she saw a leopard so like she saw eyes in a tree bark and then those eyes became a leopard that climbs out of the tree and she's had a leopard is like a recurring character within her dreams. She's like turned into a leopard in other dreams. Um, and then she says like she like hugs a leopard and then she puts like her third eye forehead to forehead on the leopard's forehead. So that's like very symbolic. That's like super powerful as well. Just imagining what that would have felt like in that moment. Imagine doing that with a real leopard. Um, and then says, uh, yeah, going inside and finding the three globes and talking about how she's running her fingers across them and getting like information about the plants. So the globes are like a hologram, like a micro of the macro of the plants that are actually growing here on Earth. Like how cool of an idea is that, right? So again, it's this information is so hyper within the dream space. Everything is connected. Um, and, and, and it is still that within the physical, but within the dream space, it's like more apparent. The rules are like more, more malleable. Um, and uh, yeah, so she downloads the plants and then um, she finds the fourth globe. And then she says as she's holding the fourth globe, it, it's almost as if she like goes into space looking down at it. So like suddenly the earth isn't this small thing, but it becomes like almost like a normal scale thing. And then suddenly she's like feeling like she's bigger almost um, just based on that perspective. So yeah, and then, and then that whole thing at the end, she says, I gaze into the land and see that there is evidence of farming. I take a deep breath and cradle the new earth close to my heart this is it we have found it so even just that image of like her like holding the earth like imagine having a dream like that where you're like holding and hugging the earth like that's so powerful right so um again like just shout out to Lacey, and, and again i think it's very interesting to like note not just the fact that Lacey is having these dreams but the fact that she's sharing them and i feel that is part of her story her story is kind of leading it, us into the awareness of what dreams can be of what dreams may come show to robin williams and uh you know it's just kind of like that process of understanding that like dreams can be like this such like things are transforming from one thing into another one one door leads you into a whole nother place like micro macro shifting like symbolism appearing and just like yeah it, it's really amazing to just like use <clears throat> look at her dreams as an example of you know, inspiration for, for what we can find within our dreams as well. Um, so yeah, any guys, you have any, any thoughts or reactions to that little story? Um, and even just gratitude, if you guys want to share that, um, um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Unconditional. Yeah. The first thing that came into my mind is I've been hearing a lot about just, and this, it just came to my mind. So I'm just going to say what came to my mind, but, um, I've been hearing a lot about, uh, possibility that there's a new earth being created around our earth and some people might call it Shambhala or whatever the next higher dimensional earth and yeah that was just something that came into my mind that I thought I would share that possibly that's what she saw mm, that's a that's a very beautiful imagery um, yeah like it's it, I, I've, I've had that idea of something similar like almost like earth is kind of going through like a mitosis and there's like a second earth that's kind of like happening and, and it's emerging out of this one almost on like a higher dimensional plane. And, and that second earth, logically, if I can use that word, would be 
visible within the dream space in, in a way, you know, it's just like, it's cause it's already being made there sort of thing. Um, and who's to say how much it will appear within the physical, but yeah, like again, when you get into this idea of common places within dreams, it gets very exciting. Cause it's just like, okay, it's not like the dream space is just this infinite vastness of like randomness, but it's like, what if there are actual places? What if there's A, B, C, and D? And what if each night we can say like, hey, let's go to Shambhala if we want to call Second Earth that, and we'll start building there. We'll start living there. And then it gets into this idea that, you know, is that really what is possible within this existence where we can actually kind of be living multiple realities simultaneously and we talk about this where we're already doing it we're already living parallel realities but we just aren't aware of it and i think that's actually like what the dream space is opening us up into is the what could become a more consistent narrative where our dream space isn't like it's not like one dream is completely compartmentalized as like a separate entity from the next dream but the dreams actually continue so one thing you do in one dream plants a seed for like what the story continues as within another dream. So just planting that seed of like thinking about like going to a place within a dream, going back to it, going back to it, going back to it, going back to it, developing relationship and actually like building a community within this dream space. And maybe it's part of it's like with like other entities that aren't even on earth, which is like a whole nother thing in itself, right? Like maybe there's like other types of humans and they're dreaming. And then again, we've talked about this before where the dream space is almost like the central hub it's almost like a central server, a hangout room within the internet, if you want to use that metaphor, which is accurate. And then other parts of us from across the galaxy are like logging in and we're meeting up within the astral and stuff. And it's just a crazy idea. But yeah, um, just opening up the mic, guys. Feel free to... Okay, hey, there. do you mind if I say something? Uh, absolutely, I don't mind. Go right ahead. Okay, well, that's good because sometimes you do mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Man. No, but all kidding aside... Um, <clears throat> I just really wanted to say this is a very serious question and it will take a long time for us to get through, but I am beginning this dialogue now. Okay. Throughout all of this, I, I really, there's something that's happening that is the highest question. And if you can come up with a higher question, I want to hear it. Highest question is, what is watching? Right? In the dream. Everything you do. What is the self? What is watching? What is experiencing this? Because is it other than the self? Right? Is it other than the self? Is it the same as the self? What do you think? Go for it. Answer. Um, oh, I got him to talk. Yay! Yeah, just my thoughts were when you said that. Uh, and I mean, this is just a opinion that came to my mind. I could be completely wrong. It's just a theory, really. But to me, watching would be just the sight of viewing and experiencing would be having all the senses of feeling and hearing, tasting. Right, but what is it that is viewing? What is it that is tasting? What is it that is seeing? Oh, what's the thing that's What viewing? is it? Yes. Not who, think, not where, not why. It's just what? Like, like what we all are. Like. Yeah, yeah. Are, what are we all? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's just purely 
everything. This candle right here, this my laptop, everything is just consciousness that we've you know, created ourselves. You no, know we're gonna go down a wormhole right now, right? Oh yeah. Are you, are you ready? Are you ready? This could go really, really let, deep. Let, let's let's <laughs> let's be honest, okay? I'm not that candle light, but then you then you might say to me like, well, what are you? Then it's the same question I'm asking you, right? What is it that is watching? What is it that is hearing? What is it that is seeing? That is experiencing. I'm just asking. Go ahead. It's source. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite words. Yeah. yeah that is my favorite word. <laughs> source and love are my favorite words. Hey, I feel you, brother. That's a very nice answer. But you know, I, just to play the, you know, uh, pusher here for a moment. Yeah. Um, like, what is source? I mean, to me, it's just consciousness, and it's that's purely all it is. It's nothing else. Okay, what is consciousness? <laughs> it's I, I don't know. That's a good question. deeper, but I guess it's just thought itself. What everything is. Mm, thought itself. That's divinely beautiful. Thought it, itself. It's such a Mobius strip. Like it's such like consciousness mm. is thought, thought is love, and love right. is thought. And Mobius and strip. If I were to say like, more about that, say more about that. Well, Mobius well, strip. Well, again, like the Mobius strip is kind of like you take a piece of paper and it's a straight line, and then you twist it and then you tape it together. So it's like you run your finger on it, and it only has one surface all the way around. And even though it goes on the inside and the outside, um, so it's kind of like where one thing starts it like doesn't become separate um it's it's like still like one thing even as you travel all the way around um but it what what kind of like going with your answers and i like your guys answers um the way how i try to like comprehend this with like almost like my left brain and my right brain um is to say like we are the dream we are the dream awakening to itself like if i can use those words um and like what is the dream the dream is like the action of thought constantly creating so it's like there's like a a, a, a there needs to almost be like a sandbox and then there almost needs to be like a thing that's playing in the sandbox but that thing that's playing in that sandbox is just like a compartmentalated totality of um, a pattern that's recurring in such a way that it creates the illusion and uh, not just the illusion, um, but it creates like the simulation of a uh, sentient thought process. Um, and that could almost be like as simple as like saying a black hole. So like a black hole is like a little tiny spiral. So like, imagine you create like a giant cloud that's consciousness that's the playground that's the sandbox and then what you do is you like add like a little black hole in one spot what does that do it starts like giving it form it starts giving it momentum it starts changing its shape and that black hole is literally just like this like portal that kind of like goes back into itself like that is like the mobius strip it's not going somewhere else it's like going into itself and back out of itself yet if you replicate this pattern and put it everywhere suddenly you get the illusion of like movement and creation um again this is like some like crazy stuff to try and like put into words and everything but yeah like i feel the idea that every atom is a black hole if you can really comprehend that you comprehend like the gears that turn reality if i could explain it that way so like if atoms weren't a black hole nothing would move i don't think and 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 that in itself is like how things move is like infinite cloud of consciousness 
every single atom is a black hole. Those two things combined create chaos, but they also create symmetry and it creates movement and it creates form and it creates like this like never ending spiral where things are constantly going like in and out of itself. It's kind of like a it's like a pendulum swing or something or it's like a circle. It's a yeah, it's like beautiful. It's freaking beautiful, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> We're in the middle of it. Um, Michael, go ahead if you want to take a crack at this uh, metaphysical mystery here. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I just go to school, you know, and I'm in college, you know, college is a pretty logical place, you know, you would think. And it usually is. But, you know, sometimes, like I said, you know, I had this one time where I was just I don't want to say losing my mind, but I was just like trying to figure out like, what is a tree, you know? And, you know, and, and, and I really just went over this thing over and over. Like, what is a, a tree? We call it a tree, but it looks like that, you know? And I will have these internal arguments because I'm somebody that's like, I'm going to sit here and, and argue this thing, even if it's just against myself until I figure out what that thing is like you know there was there was just one time you know where i i went out and i just had this thing i think it was because the day before i had some laughing gas and you can trip on laughing gas um you know i had a teeth cleaning but basically this laughing gas just you know it threw it threw my my logic and reasoning you know out the window and so it's just i i started questioning you know like what is letters what is numbers you know this whole kind of thing but the thing is like i couldn't move you know and i was telling my friends about this like i'm not gonna get out of bed if you know <laughs> if if i can't figure out you know that this stuff has meaning you know and um but one of the things was is that I, I have, I, I came to certain, like, certain agreements that, like, you know, kind of satisfy, at least for a little bit, you know. Uh, so one of the things is that uh, consciousness, um, that is definitely, that is definitely a real thing, you know. I, I mean, you could call it something else, but it's still going to have the same function you know, and, um, or, um, feeling is another thing is like, sometimes you might not be able, I, and I think words help express, uh, feeling, you know, I mean, it's better, you know, than going like, you know, like trying to like make grunts and stuff, you know, we've come a long way from that. <laughs> and, uh, not saying that that's not, you know, useful, but I really do think that language is a, you know, quite a step up from, you know, what you read about, you know, like people used to do to, you know, communicate, but also uh, like a feeling or, or is a, is a certain thing that, you know, you might not be able to, even if you didn't have words to express something, there's still like a feeling of saying like, yeah, I feel you. Even if you don't have to like say that, you know, it's kind of like that's still there. And so it's like, I would say, you know, consciousness and love is definitely a thing as well as, as we've progressed in science, you know, we know that atoms are a thing 
I mean, you could call them something else, but I'm saying it's, they're still going to have the same function. And then it's really interesting when you look at, like, say, the, the subatomic world, because they behave very differently than um, just like what you would perceive to be an atom. You know, so there definitely is some type of, like, structure. Like, you don't, like, put your finger, you know, into, like, fire and then, like, you know, expect it to, like, smile at you, you know. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, maybe on different planes, you know, there is a little bit of bending of those type of rules. But I'm saying there is still some type of, structure a way that you know the universe works or the world works you know that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah i think that totally makes sense i've actually thought about all or a lot of those th similar things like what is this and is it actual an actual thing but uh and i came to the realization and many people talk about this that everything only has a meaning that you give it like everything yeah. is good and bad it's not just good it's not just bad it just well, is i was just gonna say yeah like and you know i i found out this is the word i had and it was basically kind of like you know like an existential crisis like it's like what is water what is fire what is rain you know and it's just like you're just like it's it's good to, to ask those questions, but it's like you're not gonna be able to get out the house today, you know, if you <laughs> question every single thing, you know. And, that's and, that's very funny. That's very funny. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm one of those people that's like, no, nah, I'm gonna figure out what this what this is, or you know, it, it's you know, I I just like to have you know some some answers to. To, to some things and I do understand a lot of things can be um, subjective uh, but I, I do think you know there was one of these things that I came upon which was this philosopher and he said uh, cog I think it's cog ergo ipsum ipsum and it was just one of these things you know it, it was talking like, cogiglo ergo sum Descartes I think yeah. therefore I am. Yes. Yeah, and and it was basically like one of the things, and then I remembered that because I was like, I heard that, I read that somewhere, and I was like, okay, because you know he was doubting like everything, you know. I mean, it was almost like nihilistic to the point where he was just doubting everything. But he was like, the one thing I could not doubt is that like, uh, I'm, th I, I'm thinking. So therefore, I am. That there is a doubter, by the way. I did right. my master's thesis on this, so I just thought I'd correct you. That there is a doubter. Oh, that's, that's, that's cool, though. I, I like to hear, you know, scholarly. Uh... No, I, I know nothing. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, all kidding aside, like, like, if something is, like, so I think, therefore, I am, right? There must be a thinking thing such that thinking can occur, right? That's the I. But the real problem with, so what, where I come from, the real problem with Descartes is that he never answers what is the self? What is the self? What is, it, what is the thinking thing? 
Um, he comes from a, a tradition where he's trying to blend uh, sort of Neoplatonic thought with Christian thought from Augustine and uh, Aquinas into um, the Aristotelian and the Platonic uh, wisdom traditions. And it's very profound. Like, don't get me wrong, right? It's very divine and profound. Um, but just in terms of Descartes, he never really gets into what is the I. He, just he talked made... about the he talked about the pineal gland. Oh, he made one comment about the pineal gland, and everybody fucking gives him credit. He said, and no, listen, you're right on one level. Listen. He was like he was an intelligible guy. The guy came up with calculus, right? I mean, the guy came up with so much profound philosophical stuff. He's definitely there, and he was a you know he was a biologist and a chemist and all this stuff as well. So yes, of course, he's looking at these ancient geometrical wisdom structures that the ancient Egyptians have, right? He's looking at Eye of Ra, just like everybody else, and looking at occult wisdom, and he's saying, "Hey, listen." Our traditions are telling us that the pineal gland is the seat of the soul. But he never showed or argued or explained why he said that. And that's the only sort of downfall is because I would like to see what he was looking at. Like, show me what book you were looking at. Like, what, you know, what group did, was it? Was it Paradigm Shift Central that you hung out at and heard that information? Like, where did you hear it? Like, and then what are the sources? Because either we've lost them or, you know, just like a true philosopher, he's using like primary sources, really. You know what I mean? So it's a beautiful thing. But I had to throw that in there just because uh, Descartes and I go way back and uh, I love to hate him. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of dreams. anything to say on Descartes? Does Descartes have anything to say on dreams? KJ, what would he tell us about dreams? Maybe. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, you know, to be honest, that's such a divine question. I think I will look into it before I open my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I would be curious. Um what about what about Plato? What does Plato say about dreams? Because they talk about like like the realm. Oh, of this form. one I got. Talk about this like one, this one I got. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give us a little bit of that, and then uh, and we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get close to wrapping up the episode soon. Okay, so, so we have be... two hours left, everybody. Yeah, get two ready. hours left. Here we go. Two hours left. Sit get tight. ready to wind down. All right, winding down with two hours left. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, all kidding aside. Um, I'll just say this: uh, many people overlook it. But this honestly is probably what I have spent most of my life studying, which is that Plato, Socrates through Plato, said very clearly, dreams are the key. They're the key. They are the key to the true self. And sometimes, in you know, I think... David Wilcock is actually the one who sort of popularized the word the source. He talks about the source energy. And I like it. But when I'm listening to him and he's talking about the source energy, I'm going, bro, dude, that's 2,000-year-old wisdom. That's just like the one in the good, like Nirvana or, or something like that. And he, you know, I, I love him and he's curious. But the point is that 
the dream world is the only real world. It does bring into sort of combination the waking world and the dream world so that you come to a higher level. But it's very simple. Um, I'll get the quote here in a second before we leave, but I'll just say this at the moment. Uh, dreams in the Platonic tradition are the key to the self. And I say self with a capital S. Right, not this lower ego self, you know, not this guy that you're listening to or Brandon who has like cool bracelets on or whatever. It's the eternal, yeah, exactly, right. It's the eternal, divine thing that we have been playing out for what billions and gazillions and trillions of years, uh, but also for our own spiritual development, right? To wake up so that we can get off and that. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stop for a second because I'm getting uh, – I'm starting to put myself into my own wormhole. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But, yeah, I think um, – yeah, I think what Plato says, and, again, like the fact that he took note of it is uh, worth taking note of. And, and, again, like that is something that we can all reflect on, that dreams are like the key for us to discover our true self. And so, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, somebody could go through their life without doing psychedelics and stuff like that. And they could still find like their enlightenment through their dreams, like through that inner world and everything. So. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to hear like your thoughts on this, that you said uh, the dream world is the real world. And I've thought about, things like that a lot before like uh, psychedelic trips when you're hallucinating and things like what, what stops that from being real? I mean, you can say, Oh, I see this candle. And then somebody who's tripping sees like a, I don't know, just something completely different that most people wouldn't see. But what stops that from being real in their view? To Look, I have something to say about that. Like, um, like let's put it this way. Are you awake right now? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Yes or no question, right? Come on, no. don't be difficult. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, right? But you have these questions, right? Like you don't know if you're awake or asleep. So it's very simple. Have you ever been asleep? And or sorry, have you ever been awake? And or let's put it this way: in the dream world, did you think you were awake? I have had that experience, yeah. Did you, and then you woke up and you were dreaming in your bed or wherever you were? It is a very difficult question because the question is going to come down to what is awake and what is asleep and what is alive and what is dead, right? I mean, so, but just think about this for a second. Were you more awake in the dream or in the waking world? Mm hmm. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same place. <laughs> but it's important. it's important. It is. It is important. It's, and like it, the it's big important. Thing. Like I mean, I I think that these are the questions that, like, when we are truly involved in spiritual development, that we just truly have to deal with. I mean, 
Yeah, but but sorry, not to go short. What do you think, brother? I mean, I mean, you can say you're awake, but then other times, right? When you think you're awake, you find out you're asleep. So how do we know the difference between being awake and being asleep? Well, one way is to train ourselves, right? And this is where I love Brendan comes in with this lucid dreaming and like all of these sort of like, you know, like common dream space and like doing sort of awareness checkers and reality checks and all of these different things. That That's beautiful because it's always going back to one sort of koan on that level, which is, are you awake or are you asleep? And how do you know the difference? And by the way, that's really, are you alive or are you dead? And how do you know the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is like, I mean, KJ, I know you've sort of talked about it before, but it's kind of like that idea of like, um, yeah, like man is like asleep during his waking state. And then like, um, or man is, yeah, man is like asleep. Like, that's the thing. Like people, people are asleep or asleep, like while they're awake, therefore like, they have to like wake up while they're awake in order to wake up while they're asleep. Um, if that makes sense, but it's kind of like something that I've said before and it's kind of like my own axiom or Cohen or something. Um, but it's basically the idea that you're always going to be dreaming. It's just a matter of whether or not you're awake. And so like for me, like that's like really been the big thing is that it's not a question of like, is this real or is this not real? Like is it for me real is, I define real based on whether we can in, learn something from the experience based on if we can gain something from the experience. So in that sense, Impactful. everything, everything is equally unreal. Um, that's like what Don Juan would sort of real. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. And equally real. Like, yes. Uh, equally was, real. Yeah. Was, Talk uh, about it. Go. Like when somebody has a hallucinogenic trip, and they see things on the wall and they can talk about like some spirit or something there. And somebody who's never heard of anybody tripping or any of the science behind it, they would just be like, Oh, you're, you're going crazy or something like that. But in reality, it's just as real to them as anything else would be. And the point of it that matters is the experience. If they're getting an experience out of it, then in a sense, it's real. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I have a question. Unreal. It's real. Okay, to I have a beautiful experience. question. A beautiful question. Dreams are real. Sorry, I'm getting excited now, so you're gonna have to probably right. mute me soon, Brendan. Two more <laughs> hours, man. We only got two more hours. Two more hours. Okay, we can do Save it for next week. We can do this. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting excited. I love you, brother. Um. Uh. Oh shoot! Now I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, so unconditional. Um. Ah, oh, shoot! What was the last thing you just said? Um, just that like uh, anything that we experience basically is real and unreal okay so this I totally agree and I totally disagree and I totally disagree and I totally agree ironically enough right but here's here's what I'm trying to figure out that middle in between state okay so check this out think about and this is what my guru, and by the way, this goes back to Plato's Parmenides, okay? This goes back to the ancient wisdom traditions, all right? Uh, Parmenides, right? Uh, you know, Plato, mystery schools, which also goes all the way back to Egypt, et cetera, et cetera, right? But here's the question. Um, 
Mickey Mouse. Do you know Disneyland? You ever heard of Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Does Mickey Mouse exist or not? I'd say he exists he not in the real actor. world. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Not in the real world. <laughs> oh, what's the what? You put up two fingers. Like, are you two fingers in the real world? What? I don't understand that. I'm saying Mickey Mouse as a character is a real thing. He's, he's a real he's character. A real, yeah, he's a okay, real okay, character. character. He's not. Okay, gotcha. Real character, but not what? You're a real character. Not as real <laughs> as in the sense that I am. Oh, but not real like you are. I guess. I, well, I guess one way would be like consciousness. How? I, I guess one. This is kind of interesting because we're kind of getting into some interesting philosophy. Is like something, something's, something's realness is almost determined by how they were brought into the world. So it's just like I came into this world out of a vagina, and then Mickey Mouse came out of this world out of like someone's thought onto paper. But that was like still a birthing process when you think about it right so it's just like hmm interesting so it's just like yeah not everything has to come out of a vagina in order for it to be real so Pfft, craziness um but yeah yeah that and, and and you know what like i i love that idea though of like characters within stories actually gaining their own like consciousness and their own identity um and this was something that i, I really was starting to explore um when i was like when we, we did a dream broadcast um back in october and for those of you who hadn't checked it out i really really recommend you guys go check it out it's like it's a really good treat for you guys it's like a full-length movie but as like a first person audio story and it was from the october one and it was the witching ceremony and not to spoil it too much but there's a character within that dream story that you're the meditation the guided meditation <clears throat> and her name is sophia and and I felt that like after having done this meditation and having told this story, I was thinking about it the days afterwards where I actually like thought about her presence and it had a realness to it. I was like, I could like think about her and like imagine what the story was within the dream. And then it's kind of like this idea of actually being able to continue her narrative through like future stories and stuff like that. So it's just like, because of like the story that has been created this isn't just like like we've actually created an identity we've actually created like an energy it's almost like you get into this idea of like golems and um which are something that you kind of like put like energy into and stuff that can like manifest into a physical form um but yeah that's that's just like a fascinating idea in itself because it kind of shows the malleability to say oh look here we are within this physical dimension making things real out of what appears to be nothing yet essentially it is out of our thought process and here we have the dream space which is showing us that things are real purely as a result of the thought process and so like again the dream space is like teaching us how things are brought into this world and it's through the thought through the creation um through the intention but yeah like it's just um yeah it's super it's super awesome this reality it really is it's such a treat to be here i'm so glad i'm so glad it's like way better than that last matrix version so um so many more colors and stuff too um but yeah let's get closer to wrapping up the broadcast guys i wanted to get close to wrapping it up by going around the circle and just sharing some intention what intention would you have 
related to your dream practice over the next like two weeks. So between now and next class. So just giving you guys a chance to reflect on that. And if you want to say something, you can, if not, you can keep it to yourself. And even for the people listening to this, just to sort of think about it and bring in like an account, a sense of an accountability um, as well. And that can be related to your habits, your practices and so forth. Um, but before we do that, I actually did just want to take a moment here to step back and uh, be able to, um, well, actually, I'll just read uh, Michael's got a quote here that I just want to read because he asked me to read it. Uh, this is a quote from, um, um, can you read what we what you get a chance from? Um, okay, I, something about like Crowley arguing with Buddha. I'm not sure if that's the context of this quote, but he says, this is a quote that says, the universal sorrow was cured when it went for a drink with the universal joke. So I think that's kind of like a big part of uh, unraveling the mystery. Yeah. Went out for a drink with the universal joke. I think a big part of kind of unraveling the mystery to all this metaphysical conundrum uh, is kind of to do it in a very like lighthearted, playful manner. I feel that's such an important thing. And I feel like that's where some people kind of like, they, they get so serious about their spiritual journey and stuff. But when you bring that element of play into it, I think that's when you start to see things um, in kind of like beyond uh, what may be previously created boundaries through like rigidness and belief systems that you may not even fully be aware of. But yeah, bringing in that playfulness is such a cool thing. Um, but what I wanted that's to say- how you stay sane totally totally <laughs> definitely it's all just a ride man and so have fun with it enjoy and uh have a ball you know that's alan watts it's like the universe here have a ball and give us earth um but yeah i, I want to say just stepping back here a moment guys i just wanted to give a special shout out um jamie who is in the chat with us cosmic dragon speaking of dragons um it's her birthday today uh or yesterday when we started this broadcast which was a few hours ago <laughs> so i just want to take a moment here guys let's all wish a happy birthday to jamie together happy so. birthday happy birthday Jamie. Happy birthday. cosmic birthday yay you're special you. awesome. happy on namaste on birthday you're doing great <laughs> awesome okay thanks guys Feliz so where is she is she talking tonight or is she just listening because i want to ask her okay so Uh-oh. my question if she's around my question is okay when were you born <laughs> I'm infinite. <laughs> no, I, no, I am infinite. That that's a beautiful statement. I like that. So then, therefore, you were born outside when was of your time. Body born? What was well, it? actually, unconditional. Yeah, actually, unconditional sort of caught the gist of it because there's two levels. But cosmic, I just one level is where are you from in this lifetime? Another level is. Um. Well, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for a moment. So what's the question? The question is where... Well, I think I originally said, where were you born? <laughs> when were you born? Where were you no, born? I think, was it when? I can't remember. When, where, why, how, what? But let's just take them all. Cosmic, why were you born? When were you born? Where were you born? <laughs> how were you born? Why were you born? Right, I'll just take them all. My guru always taught me, take all choices. Take all choices. Okay, I'm ready. Go for it, Cosme. I was born in California, but I feel like my soul is definitely from the stars out there somewhere in the universe. I deeply resonate with the stars. I just feel 
deeply connected with them and I know that's where I'm from. That's where my soul originated. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll add into that um, just within this process of like, when are we born and stuff like that? And, and yes, Jamie, thumbs up. Um, the idea is guys, is that like, this is, um, we're still being born. Like we haven't left the womb yet. You know, like we are still like in the process of being born. And, and that that's is kind of, Mickey that's Mouse, kind Brandon. Of, that's Dude, some Mickey Brandon, Mouse stuff right there. But if that's I come like, and talk it, to it's, your mom. It's the, it's the bubbles within bubbles within bubbles, wombs within wombs within wombs. So we're like birthing ourselves through multiple layers of our conscious expansion. I agree. But listen. Yeah, that's like the Matrix. Like, that is the I, Matrix. Absolutely, Michael. And I, I agree with all of you. But listen. Okay. I can talk to your moms right now the same way I talked to my mom who I told for 20 years that she didn't give birth to me, that the source did, and she tells me all the time, I remember being there. So I come talk to your mom, Brendan, and she's probably going to tell me, and you know, I remember, I remember giving birth to him. You know, it's like, Michael, mm -hmm. your mom's probably going to say the same thing. No, I've never read being in the hospital. <laughs> I remember that. I remember. I remember, like... So, I mean, I say right. this as a little bit of a joke, right? But we're, we're talking about such beautiful, divine, profound questions right now that, of course, joking is always good, right? But we have serious questions. And so it was, you know, I sort of brought this up with Cosmic Dragon because it's her birthday. One of my favorite questions when the birthday always comes up is, when were you born, right? My answer is at the beginning of time. When was but, time? But, but when, when was were you time? born? So you ask, you tell me when were you born? And so my question actually was to Cosmic Dragon, who is given a she she mentioned eternity, which was very beautiful. So then, I actually think that her question about eternity is the same as mine. If she says eternity, then she was sort of born at the same time I was, which is the beginning of time, which is before time, which is eternity, right? which is eternity. So on that level, I was just sort of throwing it out there and cosmic dragon or, you know, anybody who wants to throw in, feel free now. See, now I understand why people have jobs because eternity is a long time. <laughs> you got to give people something to do. You got to give them something to do. That's right. So, um, cool guys. Jamie, go ahead. Jump in. Drop some crazy knowledge that whatever, etc. Period. <laughs> through all things, so we're ever present. We're always here. We never die. Our souls never die. Do souls die? That's a that's a, like I mean that's like a question in itself. I feel like no, soul, no. Souls the answer is no. I'll help you, Brandon. No, they fractalize though. They they no. if souls can evolve, then souls can digress. Our souls can exist in in lesser states of fractal, that's different though. That's just a change. That's, that's just not like a dissolution it, of the thing itself. So that's if it's just if, a change in the thing itself, if the thing looks nothing like what it used to look like, did that oh, previously die? Oh motherfucker, you're gonna go there. Now. It's all just birth and rebirth. See, that's that's a ship of It's all just rebirth or Boris. Do you have to become the universe? We That's, are the universe. Yeah, we already Can are. Can you opt out of it? Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Exactly. I'm, Can you opt out? I like that. Can you opt out? <laughs> what happens when you opt I, I out? Mean, you just. Like, I mean, the big universe, then? like. I Michael, mean, do you have a, a choice. 
do you have to become the universe? Because the universe already, is pretty big. You you are well. You are. I mean, I don't know if it's a choice. You already are. The question is, we why all are or why? Yeah, I mean, it's like. Yeah, why? I mean, Michael, I, mean? I I understand you because we've talked a little bit. So, you know, when I listen to you, I I'm just going to follow my heart. You know, it's like because I, I I take you on a high level. I'm just listening to your language. Um, I mean, would you not agree? It's like a macrocosm, microcosm. Well, I, mean, I get that. You know, right? As above, so below, right? I mean, we, we are the universe, and it's like that is the universe, and we are the universe. It's like Tatvamasi, like Brahman and Atman, thou art that. Like, and then when you recognize that, that's really when you sort of open up to recognize that the whole universe is within you, and then you are within the whole universe kind of thing. But yeah. I don't. I don't think that's the end of it. I don't think that's the end of it. I still think there's higher levels. And I was going to go back so. to. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, of course, you know, I say, experiencing yourself in the human body is like I am the universe in the human body. But I'm saying, like, you know, I. I mean, it's like, how can I tell what it feels like on Mars? You know, like. You see what I'm saying? Like I do, I do. The I mean, wisdom can I of add Mars. Something? Yeah, I want to please, oh, please ahead. let Emily go ahead. Um, um, maybe do y'all feel that in this grand scheme picture story that we are birthed through the white hole at the beginning, and then everything happens in between, and we're headed to exit through the black hole, and that the white is the opposite side of the black, and vice versa. And that time is just one point and it's all happening at the same time. And right now we're just picking up on the specific frequency that we want to experience. I believe that in some senses that like, I agree that time is just there. Like time is an illusion and everything already happened and we're just experiencing what happened essentially. I don't know if that. I like no. First of all, what you just said, mm -hmm. unconditional, very yeah, beautiful to add. But Emily, was it Emily that asked? It was, yeah. Oh yeah, Emily, can you just explain again what do you mean by white hole and black hole and the coming in and out? I think it sounds very profound, but I just am trying to be I a think, little bit understanding. Try imagining a toroidal field that's actually a yin yang, and the white hole and the black hole are the dots of the yin yang. How dare you use technical language with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to ask her about her experience, and you come out with toroidal. That's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. <laughs> though, yeah. No, but I, know, I, understand, I understand. But let me just hear from you, Emily. What are you thinking of? Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm like, almost in a Big Bang sense, like a being thought. What would it feel like to experience myself as not knowing who I am and then boom, we're birthed through this white hole, kind of like the Pink Floyd symbol where it's like a rainbow coming out of the white, the, what is it, the Lyra? The prism. And, right. Yeah, the prism of Lyra. <laughs> and that we experience the seven rays, or infinite I guess, and that we're headed towards the black hole and that. I don't know. What do you think? Well, okay. My question mm. to you was, what do you mean by the black hole? Like, so 
coming through the white hole through the black? Is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Like, I think, I think it's just I like mean, a like, polar you, opposite. Oh, thanks, Brendan. Next time I want to get your uh, insight, <laughs> I'll ask you a question. No, I'm just kidding. It's totally okay. Kidding. We, we, still got like, we still got like two hours left. So, guys, yeah, of course. We still have two hours. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's so beautiful. I love you so much, brother. Um, Emily, though, but like, do, I mean, my, that's kind of what my question came down to. Like, is the white hole and the black hole, are they developments apart from each other? Or is it like going <laughs> out of the same thing or different things? Or like, what would you say? Well, kind of like the concept of the flower of life, how it's actually just one circle. But since time is relative and we can move, we can be everywhere at once. It's just all one, right? So kind of like, oh, I saw a movie recently where there was, where they put a dot on one end of a piece of paper and then another dot and they folded it and then poked a hole right through the middle. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but mm -hmm. it's like, Two different ends of time. Am I, am I correct in understanding, Brendan, that that's Mobius Strip, what we just talked about? Similar. Similar. Um, she's talking about like space. Toroidal. Like, she's talking about like wormhole travel, though. Yeah, yeah it's toroidal oh, wormhole yeah, travel. Yeah. Right? But isn't yeah. that the same but thing that's as how Mobius I think of Strip? Time. That was like, uh, that was probably Interstellar, I think. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I think, though, like uh, you, you were saying that the thing about the two dots and putting them on the same place that like we may be going out of the white and into the black. I don't know what, completely what you mean by that, but essentially it's all the same. Like there is no beginning and no end if time doesn't exist and it's all the same thing. It's just kind of right. there. It just is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and even that, to keep in, or go ahead, Emily. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think Michael mentioned like he wanted to experience what it was like on Mars. Oh no, Emily randomly dropped. Okay. We'll give oh, that's okay. Back. Hey, listen, um, I'll jump in here real quick. Okay. And then I got something. What else she's saying. Okay. No problem. We got two hours to go. We got plenty of time to talk about it. What she was saying was very profound. And I still want, when she comes back on, I really want to uh, go back to that question and unconditional. You were sort of touching upon it, just to, about to begin touching upon it, which is like the white and the black. I mean, like, White and black are both colors, right? Is black more of a color than white? I'd say they're absence of color. Like actually, um, colors are subjective. There's no such thing as like true white. At least we can't see it. Like, okay, we are about to dive dive into a very beautiful thing. Let me just ask you this, okay? Because oh, we have two different levels, okay? And I want to try to make this very clear. We have two different levels. We have the idea level and we have the experiential level. So would let's just take the experiential level for a moment because I feel like we all can appreciate that. Would you agree that black can never be white and that white can never be black? Because if white was black, it wouldn't be white. If black was white, it wouldn't be black, right? I think that's, that's what I was trying to get at. I think black is white. Like I think, right. everything, I think I think everything's now, white, and I think black is you, just like but you're white disguised as black. Yes, okay, but now we're talking on a different level. See, the idea of black and white can never be the other, but in this experiential reality, the way that we see color, um, there's Did an you say opposite. The idea? Yeah, yeah, I, idea I, is yeah. the word idea, which means the eternal 
the eternal uh, idea. See, we, we bastardize the word idea from mm -hmm. the Greek, right? The word idea is like today's in modern culture, we think of like thought or concept. That's not what an idea is. An idea is like the idea of beauty itself, like the idea of source, right? It is transcendent. It is beyond all. It, it creates all and is yet still transcendent above it, right? So the question is, is like the white or the black as an idea, okay? They will never be able to, you know, oh, let's bring it up to the idea of color, right? Idea of color, right? White and black are both idea, part part and parcel of idea of color. But white is not color. Black is not color. They are examples of color, right? So color is transcendent above black and white. Like it, it contains, it encapsulates. Like for when we talk about like the dream space, right? The dream space encapsulates the waking space. You see what I'm saying, brother? Have you ever heard of this uh, uh, festival called Lucidity? No, what's that about? No, I. Uh, you should probably check into it. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw this. I saw like a couple movies about it one time. Like some some random guy was like, you know, just randomly doing stuff and walking along and filming himself, and then he just like transformed it into a beautiful divine movie. It was beautiful. But you should check it out. I'll send you a link. I'll send you. Thanks, a link. man. Sounds pretty trippy. I should probably send yeah. them. No, you should. You should. We should, you work, should. we should work on some projects together. <laughs> I would love to, dude, bro. If you <laughs> even knew, if you even knew how close I was to fucking moving to Canada to hang out on the street every day and just give free hugs away, and then, you know, I'll come to you, man. You're, you're basically gonna be like, I'm like, well, I need a place to stay. You're like, well, I got no place to stay. Well, like, oh, I'll stay on the corner until you have find me a place to stay. <laughs> it's, I love you, brother. It's you're just that beautiful. I love I'll you. stop there for just a second, but I was very All dead right. serious about what I was saying. Yes, and and I'm dead serious about the fact that we're gonna have to end this broadcast soon, unfortunately, and we will have a chance to continue these conscious conversations. And, and we're kind of we kind of took a little bit of a fractal away from like the direct concept of the dream but again through this discussion i'm sure it does um it is it's all relevant it's all within this bigger dream um what was your what, what do you want us to talk about right now kj well can you hear me oh doggy we can hi uh, yes yeah he's a puppy listen i i actually just wanted to go back to emily and just ask about the 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 holes and and the white and the black and it was really coming down to a question of this is something I deal with very seriously, to be honest. Uh, the extreme between opposites. This is the Kabbalion. This is um, ancient Platonic thought. This is ancient Egyptian thought. This is alchemy. This is Hermes Trismegistus, um, right? I mean, this is all important stuff. Mm. And so, you know, she said something very profound. And I was just very curious mm -hmm. and following it. And I, and I had an honest question, like, what do you mean about like the white and the black and like is there a difference and like like how do you see it like how do you structure it out you know what i mean it's an it's an honest uh beautiful divine question to another divine you know divine spirit emily do you want to take a crack at that sure um, 
not really putting meaning on the colors and um, I guess examples of trying to paint a picture. Uh, you, you were first talking about birth and how we're going through a process of constantly being born and that was kind of an example of birth process, I guess. And then Michael said something about wanting to experience Mars. And I was just thinking of that as an example of all time happening at once. So whatever you are experiencing in the current moment is what you want to be experiencing in the current moment, period. <laughs> That's all. Like, I kind of... I was just going to say, I kind of look at it like if you swallow the planet, right? Not physically, because I don't, you know, <laughs> not physically. There but are possibilities. Metaphorically, like say like a planet contained a certain amount of a, of a field of wisdom, like it's, it's, it's consciousness, but you know, like a, a planet swallows like a, if you swallow a planet, you know, in it, like just you absorb the knowledge and the wisdom that that planet has. This is kind of like Kabbalah-like thinking, but I was looking at it as like, you know, to say that like, okay, like I am uh, the universe, you know, which is pretty big, you know, when you look up there, you know, look out there. You know, but like I was looking at it as like maybe you swallow, like say say like Mars was a pill, you know, like a the the red pill or something. Mars is like a pill, and you take it and you just you expand and you grow, not not like physically, like you know, like Alice in Wonderland, but like you grow your 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 mental capacity grows your your um spirit grows like you just like 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 i just ate mars and i just ate neptune and i just ate you see what i'm saying so that's kind of why how i looked at it it's not physically eating them or literally but like metaphorically uh like you're by eating them you're taking the knowledge and wisdom and like integrating it into yourself would you like say as much as like to go into astrology aspects of each planet and what they represent? You could do that too. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to know what Saturn tastes like when he eats some oh, Saturn. Listen, no, no, before, no. before I lose the before point for Michael, wrap I wanna... up the broadcast. Cause I have to go to bed. Oh my God. You're going to cut me <laughs> off. I, you I, horrible I so person. Because, you. I think I so because <laughs> like, like we've just, that as far as we know, as far as human beings right now, we know that, you know, okay, we may have seen some different places on Earth. Um, there's still a lot to be explored on Earth. But I'm saying, like, as far as, like, going up there, like, we don't know necessarily how different it would be. I mean, you could, you could travel there, like, astral travel there, but or get an idea. But, like, uh, when we go up there, say we go up there, we go to, say, like, uh, say Saturn, if that's inhabitable. You know, if you go to Saturn, like, we, we don't necessarily know unless, you know, we've been there, like, 
how different Saturn feels from like Earth. You see what I'm saying? And the laws there. I want to know, there's a whole idea of like stuff existing on like multiple dimensions on planets too. Whoa. Saturn we see is like not the be be all end all, right? So it's like right. Each each like each Earth, each planet is like a matrix bubble. And within that matrix bubble, there can exist like multiple like holograms. So like within Earth, we like have the one that we're in, but Earth actually has like multiple like dimensions within it. So there's like the fairy dimension, and then there's like the like quasi spirit dimension and then there's like the dimension that's just pure chaos and energy or something like that there's Um, and it's it's like you can't fall you can't like fall down from space hmm. right you just be suspended in air or right i mean we'll have to we'll have to go there within the dream space well, I'll talk to Lacey. Maybe she's been to Saturn within the dream space. So I guarantee you, if you can like go to planets within the dream space, you'll see some trippy stuff. So a little side mission there for people. Um, oh, yes, can I say guys, one thing before we go? We're going to um, wrap oh. it up in the next couple of minutes. Um, and uh, KJ, go ahead. But you can't, you can't fall in space. You can't, you can you can't fall. You can't go up. You can't relative. go up or fall. Can't go you can't up go left or right. Define right. fall? Falls only the concept well, of Earth? Like I mean, is it down? Yeah. You would have to have some force of gravity. Or fall okay. up, right? Can we fall up? Brandon, so can we fall up? We'll, 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 this, we'll solve this mystery. Stay tuned for next broadcast. Okay, stay tuned for next broadcast. Okay, before I get cut off... Before I cut KJ off... Um, go ahead, KJ. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. I love you. You are the most beautiful person in the you're world. You are so, so patient, good. man. I appreciate you're it. You're so good to us, brother. Sometimes I'm not so patient. I, Sometimes me, I I'm jump not, in. I'm not you against staying up late. Tonight's an exception because I have to get up early for work tomorrow. And like it's like more so about being responsible in that sense. Otherwise, yes, this would go till like 5 a.m. So. Tonight, everybody, we have had a good night. Good night, everybody. Uh, Brendan has to wake up in the morning. Yeah, I have to wake so up right we, now. We, he's already awakened. We know that. But he has no, to just awaken his awaken. physical body. We're never fully awakened. I think that's kind of the idea. Is that, it's is that possible? Like Are we going to get into another three-hour dialogue right now? Well, what I want to do is go around with... Remember <laughs> remember when like an hour ago, I was like, hey, let's wrap up the show by going around and asking what our... and sharing what our intentions are for the next and couple weeks. And that's what I did. So here we are. I don't know how we got to where we are, but it happened anyways. That's the fractal nature of conversation. I love you. I'm See, it's interesting I love when, everyone. It's interesting yeah, if you could like step space. out and like look at conversations as being like something that you could graph or something you could draw with a paintbrush because they would be very fractally. You'd see like brush strokes and crisscrosses and branches and stuff like that. Um, so step back and imagine what like the Mandela was that we created with this conversation. So yeah, it kind of it weaves in and out of dreams, but it's all related because it's about waking up within the bigger dream. Um, but yeah, let's let's go around short and sweet what are some of your intentions for the next couple weeks related to your dream habits and practices so um who wants to go first maybe kj should go first um 
Oh, I'd be more than happy to go first and last and middle. <laughs> um, first it is. My my intentions, you know, to be honest, to to get deeper into the ox herding pictures from Zen Buddhism, to try to fully understand the stages of development and enlightenment as a human being. Um, and this goes back to stars, of course. You know, it goes back to stars. It goes back to the you know Egyptian pyramids, which is why I can't ignore things like Tessarion and David Icke and you know many other people who really pay attention to these things. It's just simple. Wake up. So my intentions for the next week: just focus and continue my practice. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Thank you, KJ. Who would like to go next? Um, I guess I'll just go next. Um, cool. Go for it, man. I'd say my intentions are just to make my dreams more meaningful and have them be more of something that I can bring back with me and either help me or help others just in whatever way is best, I guess. I dig it looking at dreams as like a way to develop like non-selfishness service as well. Kind of just like what you had, what you said there kind of got me thinking. It's just like, yeah, like our dreams aren't just our own when we can use them to better ourselves, to help other people kind of thing. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, who would like to go next? Maybe Michael, go ahead. Uh, what was the question? Just what are your intentions related to your dream practice over the next? Oh, my intentions is, is that, you know, I'm going to make it a lot more uh, like a ceremony. Um, I've been in, in ceremonies before, some fun, some not as pleasant. Uh, but I, I think, you know, like taking that, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you don't have to like, I, you can light candles, but, you know, just probably make sure to turn them off, you know, at some point. Uh, but like, you know, just, yeah, really taking that, that ceremony idea uh, and, and making kind of like, you know, a sacred space before you go to sleep and, and really treating it like, you know, you're, you're, you're jacking in and, and you're, you're powering up, uh, in a, in a in a sense i mean not not like you're mega man necessarily but you're like you're 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 plugging in you know you're um you're taking that that idea of ceremony okay so i've got my my uh, space i've i've done my meditation or or said some prayers said some intentions and i'm ready to go into the into the dream uh, space. And so, yeah, so I'm really going to try to, you know, make that a lot more uh, ceremonial and take that approach. I think that's a really good way to treat it, you know? Mm -hmm. Word, man. Cool. Awesome. Good job, Michael. Thanks. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I think Emily just left. She might be back. Um, Jamie, did you want to share any intentions you have for dream practice related stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess one of my intentions would, to, would be to 
write in my dream journal more because I haven't really been doing that. And when I used to write in my dream journal daily, I'd have like super vivid, vivid dreams all the time and more lucid dreams. So yeah, I'm going to work on that. Bird. Awesome. Sweet. And um, my intentions to continue bringing more attention to my reality checks, because I feel like that is a good stepping stone for being able to get more involved with my dream process. Um, maybe even also to intentionally take uh, like wakeful naps during the day. I feel like doing that could lead into some lucidity, um, but to like make space and time to do that. Um to really almost like almost like earn my sleep or my dream to kind of like really like yeah putting ceremony into it and stuff um i've also been i've also been working with like um you guys probably saw like the light guardian pendants things these things um i've been using these while dreaming recently and stuff like that and like using these like while meditating they're super badass you guys are all going to get one in the future but like these like Seriously, like holding these, like putting them in your palm and like holding them because like the crystals, like this one, like I was like feeling this like vibrating in like a way that I've never felt a crystal vibrate earlier today. And it was like during my meditation and it was like really distinct and it wasn't just the pulse of my body. It was like something else and stuff. Um, but yeah, working with this ancient futuristic Jedi technology, um, allowing the crystals. Yeah, that's like an intention to continue using crystals within the dream practice to explore some of that mystery to find out like how they can help so yeah so you guys okay um thank you again guys for being a part of this and thank you to everyone for tuning into this for listening bonus points if you listened all the way through to this episode this episode was about four hours long we're going to conclude it just by taking a moment of oneness to focus in on the dream dream tree so we won't do a full meditation but for those of you who have tuned in before you guys will know that what we would do is we actually do like a semi uh, micro guided meditation where we visualize uh putting their thoughts towards the manifestation and crystallization of the dream tree which is this common space that we are creating so that we can go to within our shared dreams so that we can go there and have paradigm shift meetings and it's really interesting because like some people message me every now and then about dreams that they have and like people have messaged me in multiple cases about like having dreams where they're kind of having like a paradigm shift meeting in their dream so it's like it's already happening and stuff um and some people have been to the tree to the tree uh i i personally haven't had a dream where i remember myself at the tree but again that's for me part of my motivation towards like working towards better dream habits and stuff so let me pull up the image of the tree here and we're literally just going to take like a short moment of oneness so on screen uh for those of you on youtube and stuff and uh yeah you can take a look there so you can see like the tree between the two pillars and with the uh, paradigm shift sigil floating above it. And then we're kind of connected right through the middle. And um, the pillars can represent a lot of things. If anything, you can almost think of it as like the pillars of like heart and mind. And we must not like we must walk the path of like the middle, which is the balance of like both heart and mind. And, to, and in doing so, it like symbolically like enters into the place where we can meet at the tree kind of thing so it's like very metaphorical and symbolic in that sense so um with that said guys well let's just take a moment here to literally just close our eyes and just like imagine the tree in the field 
in your own way and connect to it in your own way just for three deep breaths and you can always go back and past broadcasts that we've done where we've done a little bit longer meditations on this but for this one we're just going to keep it short and sweet which is totally perfect as well so just inviting you guys to join here together so let's all take a look at the image of the tree those of you on youtube kind of put that image in our minds and then when you're ready gently close your eyes and then from here just in your own moment of oneness connecting with the tree in whatever way it means to you and just allowing yourself to be here for three slow, deep breaths. Go ahead, connect. And so just taking the moments here to just express your gratitude for the tree, for the community, just taking in the love of the community into your heart, that full toroidal field, that full Mobius strip. And just taking a moment here for me to personally just express my gratitude for all of you, for all the dreamers out there co-creating the bigger dream and continuing to wake up together. So... Much love, much love. And when you're ready, you can gently bring yourself back. And I'm just going to switch back to camera. Uh, yes, as we continue to get better, we can become lucid within our dream. <clears throat> and we can say like, ah, yes, let's go to the dream tree. And we can like go there. And we could even like, even like leave like a message there for someone else to find. There's some like really interesting concepts we can start playing with when you get into the realms of shared dream space. So awesome, awesome. Okay, guys. Um, so with that said, we are ready to wrap up this broadcast. I just want to take a moment here to just go over some simple community things. The next live broadcast will be the Paradigm Shift admin meeting on this Thursday. And within that, um, my plan is to like go over some more technical stuff uh, related to website optimization, uh, helping get things back in gear with the Quest journal creation, focusing on journalism, on conscious media creation. And the admin meetings are also about focusing on the creation of the physical Paradigm Shift communities where you guys are. So that's a big part of this project. We do the online things, but it's about encouraging you guys to be conscious co-creators in your communities to help facilitate paradigm shift meetups, which are basically open-minded discussion meditation circles, bring the tribe together so that you can have your own discussions about dreaming and lucid dreaming and metaphysics and all sorts of amazing things. And so you guys can totally, totally do that should you feel the call and get some friends and help create a paradigm shift community and tune in for the admin meeting to learn more uh, about some tips and tricks on how to do that. And uh, that will also be a chance for us to hear from some of the admins and some of the stories that they've had uh, from the past admin meeting in terms of like how things have progressed and evolved and so forth. So in addition to that, the uh, broadcast after that will be a team building hangout the Thursday afterwards. And then a dream class will be in two weeks from now and then another team building hangout and then 
then it will be Paradigm Shift Destiny School with the topic on animals of Earth. So do some research on that and go watch Planet Earth. Uh, season two specifically is uh, also online. You can just Google that. And uh, in addition to that, of course, a huge thank you and a huge share to all the Patreon supporters signed up for their support for this project. People signing up with a mic- monthly micro donation of three to five dollars a month help make this project possible. Takes it allows to me to continue putting the time it takes to go into the production and management as a director for this project in addition to also creating lots of awesome conscious media for you guys and so much more as the project continues to evolve and people can sign up for that when they would like at patreon.com forward slash brendan culleton and the links are in the info for this broadcast as well and of course for those of you on youtube please feel free to like this video share it with your friends leave a comment afterwards and let us know what you think you just leave an 11 11 to say hello to let us know that you tuned in and uh yeah you can also for those of you who would like the uh, light guardian crystal pendants just send me a message on facebook and you can get those um, they are available as a pay what you wish price between 30 and 60 dollars us shipping not included and the uh, funds raised from that does help support the ongoing evolution of the project as well and they are made with quartz polymer polymer clay and uh, also the led which gives them the light and they come in different colors white, red, green, blue, purple, pink, and ultraviolet as well, which is black light. So, Can I ask a question, Brendan? Yep, go ahead. Those things that you've been creating, I've actually been paying attention to them. I just want to get mm-hmm. some more insight. They're crystals with, like, ex- I'm sorry, explain it once again. Like, they, they're, yeah, yeah, that beautiful thing, right? It's like, they're crystals with, like, just give me your insight. Tell me your insight they're like what in terms of like what it is like physically or what it is metaphysically oh you know i love the physical because you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah it's always about the physical right no but all kidding aside actually i wouldn't mind both to be honest because yeah. like I, I honestly don't know one of my weaknesses is like crystals and like different energies that are associated with crystals and rocks so so here you are, you're making these, you know, particular crystals with particular wrappings, and then you're doing particular things with them. And then on top of it, it's all part of, you know, the, the network and et cetera. So I would like to get some, yeah, I mean, what are you thinking? Just share with me anything you want to. Yeah, I think the crystals in themselves, there's a lot of mystery to them. And and I feel like they are allies here to help assist us on our journey. So for me personally, I'm like an ambassador of crystals in that way. And not to say I have all the answers, but like I'm definitely called to creating and sharing them. And so like these crystals in themselves, crystals vibrate. We know that. And they vibrate in particular when you send an electromagnetic pulse through them. And so one of the ways that we can experience this is like when we are holding them and we can literally send our own electromagnetic pulse through them. And they can also help amplify subtle energies. So if you're holding a crystal, it actually helps you feel your own pulse. So that's literally what I'll do. Like I'll fall asleep. Like I these things have keychain rings on them. So I like take it, put it on my finger. And then I can like hold it in my hand so it doesn't fall. And then I'll go to sleep with this. And as I'm falling asleep, I can feel the pulse in my hand, like more so than I would be if it wasn't there. Even though you can still feel it, feel it kindly. If you like put your fingertips together, you can feel your pulse. 
but like this for me like helps me feel my pulse which i use as a focal point while meditating so like as you're falling asleep you can think of you can become aware of your pulse and you can focus on that and use that to keep your mind awake as your body falls asleep which you can be like helpful towards like lucid dreaming and even astral projection as well and uh in addition to that i feel like it's just like also like the color therapy associated with them with like the different colors and uh just also the idea which is like a really important thing is that i think crystals in themselves are kind of like reminding us of like the higher dimensional realms they're reminding us of the higher dimensional realms and 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 it's almost hard for us to like fully know that so like when you have a crystal and when you have light shining through it that's actually like reminding you of like a crystal city that you are from within a higher dimensional plane that you are starting to remember and stuff like that and so that is like um that is like a big part of it It, and and also it's not common for us to see light shining through crystals um a lot of people like they're seeing these this is something brand new to them within this existence you go out there in culture you see leds you see signs you see like halogen lights you don't see lights shining through crystals so like if you see these in person they actually have like this like very particular look to them um, which I think again is just like kind of this thing that's like very magical and that's kind of what as like a real world quest item that's also part of the fun in it is that the magic in these can be programmed for you to like allow them to represent what you want them to represent but they're also there to spark conversations so somebody can be like whoa like holy crap nice crystal and then you can be like yeah let's talk about crystals let's talk about metaphysics and so in the same way the buttons work um that's how those work and yeah again people sign up for the patreon that's how they get the buttons as well i didn't mention that at the time but that's obvious but um yeah kj does that does that give you some other ideas on what these what these are and, and there's more to them and stuff. And they're very Star Wars inspired too, like the Kaiba crystals, the lightsaber crystals and stuff. So that's why these are called light guardian crystal pendants. So, and they're also supposed to look like a lantern, which is also like a thing. So it's like kind of like shining the light. So they're symbolically like very potent and also practical as well. So um, yeah, yeah. So KJ, does that give you some more clarity? Presumably. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Hello. Am I back on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm right. sorry. I lost internet connection for the last 20 minutes. Could you repeat that? Sure. No problem. <laughs> Just kidding. <you. laughs> uh, I'm kidding inside, brother. No, that was very beautiful. I appreciate it. No uh, and no, I was extremely beautiful. And I was just, I had a thought at the end there, like, you know, 2000 years from now, someone like digging one of those up. Yeah. Like trying to explain like what you were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And you can even see like the symbol on the back. Um, again, people who are just listening to the audio on this. It's like a circle with kind of branches sticking out in the four directions. Uh, people will say like, what is that from? It's honestly not from one particular place. It's just like what for well, me is just kind of like the very, ultimate reality. It's from the reality. Yeah, it's from the yeah, source, yeah. right? Yeah, so exactly. the source, yeah. Those and, like those are the branches of light. Those are us. So. Right, exactly. You could talk about tree of life. You could talk like you could talk about tree any of, branches on yeah, that's my point. Tree of light or tree of life or flower of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, no matter which way you geometrically slice it, what you just are showing, what uh, unfortunately for the people who are listening, they can't see it, but it's it's a very sort of similar symbol to like really tree of life and, and sort of 
coming out of the different branches and being the unity of the oneness and the manyness. And sorry, we, we've been trolled by a guy who has like a hat on that looks like a beanie. Are we all going to get kicked Mike, out? <laughs> from, Mike has a question. Okay, we're not going to talk about this for too long, but yes, Mike, go ahead. Oh, I, I didn't know it looked like a troll. <laughs> I don't think you look like a troll. KJ's a troll. <laughs> um, and I was just going to say... I was like, joking, of course, because of uh, the joke that the troll that kicked everybody out the other night. Uh, oh, I oh I know. <laughs> We've had plenty of experience with that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, do you feel the chi? Do you feel the chi when you hold the crystal? I can I can definitely feel like something and and some people are more like susceptible to feeling vibrations of crystals than others so Cuz I mean the when you were saying the pulse that's, Does that feel like the chi to you? Well that's like your pulse. So it's like if you hold any object you could probably feel your pulse but I feel like holding the crystal is like a little bit different cuz they're like actually sort of like already kind of meant to amplify pulses in that sense so because it's like if if i hold something i feel like i i I feel like a pulse especially if i like close my hand like this and when i'm holding it but i also feel like the energy in my hand interacting with the whatever i'm holding yeah and i don't and i would i would think you know that's a great thing that you can um use with with uh with those uh light wands or light guardian uh, crystals or light guardian crystals <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and exactly like uh, believe me like when i made them it was just kind of like something that intuitively came into the process and and like as i've been making them i'm just like learning what i'm making but yeah they're very you know a lot of people look at them and they're just like whoa like these like look like atlantean or something and yeah and i think that that's uh definitely um very uh in some ways you know accurate as well is that like yeah these are again like kind of say like ancient futuristic technology and yeah there's more to this we can talk more about crystals all the time so. do you feel like like making them like dna wise like you feel like you've kind of like activated them uh well, by making I, I i feel like yeah like crystals are like a, like a almost like their own life form and part of what I'm doing as like an ambassador is like giving them a vehicle. And if you look at these, these things actually do look like little vehicles. Look, if you hold it like this, like it looks like a little like race car spaceship, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like a little pod racer. See, it's got like the little dome. That's like the little like cockpit. It's like, so people can like buy these for their kids and they can like play and like race them and stuff like that. So I was just wondering, what are they made out of? So they're, yeah, technical wise, they're made out of polymer clay. So it's polymer clay and the crystal quartz. They're all quartz unless I uh, mention otherwise. And I do have some Lumerian crystals uh, as well. The Lumerian crystals, they have like these like specific um, like horizontal lines on them. And the idea behind that is that like some people say that those horizontal lines are actually almost like data. And if you like rub your finger on it, it's almost like you can like download the data. And the idea is, is that like those like lines were like put there as part of like Lumerian like culture, leaving data behind. Um, so it's kind of like this whole like mythos behind Lumerian crystals for those unaware. 
but yeah, and I have some of those as well, but yeah, quartz, um, some amethysts and stuff, but yeah. And, uh, eventually I'll be making like aura light 23 crystal pendants as well, which will be rare. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, like honestly, like this isn't something that this belongs to the universe. So if you guys, if you guys are inspired to like make something similar, by all means, like go ahead, like you can totally do that. Get crystals, get polymer clay, start creating. And I totally encourage you to do so. So cool guys. Um, were there any other questions about the crystal pendants or other, anything else? KJ, did, did, did we answer everything? I think, I think, I think we must've. KJ has nothing left to say. Perfect. Awesome. And that's the end of that chapter. I always have something to say. What are you kidding me? We're not going anywhere. We have yeah. three hours left of this divine dialogue. I am okay with this. Go ahead. Listen, what? actually, to be honest, I don't ever want to keep you up. The work that you do, like I'm, I'm just to be honest, the work that you do and you know, it's weird. It's like I have studied with a guru for 20 years, right? 20-something years, okay? I would never um, – well, I mean, it's just the way that I get off the cycle of birth and death. It's really quite simple. Um, but then I deal with people like you guys, right? And I say that jokingly, but uh, I'm very – profoundly serious i mean you know brendan like you you changed my life and it came down to charles gilchrist and an interview that you had right this mm -hmm. goes back like five six years ago something when i was coming back from uh south america and i was in a sort of bad little spot there for a moment after traveling the world for like seven years i sort of got stuck in south america right and you know that's a horrible feeling but i was listening to eckhart tolle every day who was really helping me out uh, to get out of that bad spot. And then I come back to the United States and I deal with all this sort of ridiculousness. And then I, I'm like doing the podcast search for Charles and then I deal with you. And now, now they, there you go. I'm fucking talking to you for six years. Yeah, it's a problem of mine. I'm trying to get rid of you. I just can't seem to shake you at the moment. I but am everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everywhere, right? And so the, 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 what you have built, okay, to make this very clear so that I'm not misunderstood, what you have built, which has gone over six years at least, I mean, not, not to mention your entire life, okay? I mean, I'm just yeah. talking about like the last sort of major six years or the major seven years, right? Bro. We're going to be like reading books about you someday. Like even before I die, there's going to be like a book published on like Brendan Skull Paradigm Shift. It's going to be a graphic novel. <laughs> there you go, right? Hopefully. There you go. <laughs> by, by, by Doctor Strange with Stan Lee, you know, something like that, right? Mystic Spider-Man. So There you go. Mystic yeah. Spider-Man. Oh. Don't don't say that out loud. They might take that shit. We got to copyright that. It's already real. You need to what, are you telling me there's already a Mystic Spider-Man? Have you not seen me as Mystic Spider-Man yet? Okay, I, I sound I sound very ignorant right now. I must have missed you as <laughs> Spider-Man. I apologize. Around Halloween, but that's send, like 
Stay tuned oh, for that. Oh, you did it on Halloween. Okay. No, no, it came on Halloween, but it's staying beyond Halloween. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, listen, is that like a character? Yeah, Maybe that's that's bad. like that's like an actual superhero that I already am and stuff like that. So I do. I'm gonna say and one I go thing out on bar go. nights, and I help like. Swear to God, I'm gonna say one thing before we go. What is right. it? See, see, Brendan, you are not Mystic Spider-Man, but that is a character of the self, and it is a divine character of the self, right? But you are not that. So but, I, but, you? I, but I am not. <laughs> but in the story of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just very, like Yoda. Very meta. Right. No, so meta is a great word. Okay. Meta means above. <laughs> right. Meta means above. I totally agree with you. No doubt. But it's like. It's so profoundly interesting what we're talking about. It's like, you know, and look at Michael with the Yoda. Like, Michael, is that alive? I just have, is that alive, Michael? Like, what is it that you have in your hand? Like, is it, does it have existence or not have existence? Now, I know Brendan is trying to get off, and I don't mean to, like, like, it it has a fragment of a soul with (laughs) soul fragment. It has um, a fragment of a soul. That's very funny. I like that. But all kidding aside, yes. Just bottom line, beautiful divine job, brother. I give you all credit from source. Um, Michael, I love talking to you. Every time I talk to you, I think of Andy. Um, where's I Andy mean, at? <laughs> I, I would like to think you know, I'm I'm not as. Uh... <laughs> dividing see you know i don't know what it means to be dividing or or together i mean stay tuned until next week oh goodbye everyone (laughs) go ahead kj what's your what's your final words no it's okay i love you final words i said them brother divine om stay om love compassion mindfulness intelligibility rock on brother Sweet. And Yoda, what's Yoda, what are your last words for the people listening to this? You must feel the force around you. <laughs> Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. Very cool. Awesome, guys. Okay. Um, yes. Thank you so much again for everyone staying tuned in for this. For those of you who have been involved with this project for decades and eons, and for those of you who are going to be sticking around for a while, stay tuned. The best is yet to come. And and I know that may sound like a bold statement, but I honestly am very confident in saying that. Um, just wait until Journey to Lucidity 3 comes out because that is going to be like, there's like a whole nother chap there's a whole nother element to this story that has yet to be like revealed and it comes through journey to lucidity 3 so stay tuned for that because that's like something that i've been like very patiently like working towards and i'm excited to be able to share it with you guys and and yes thank you again to like to people listening to this to patreon supporters you guys are like helping us help a lot of people and, and you guys help a lot of people. And that's the ripple effect is the inspiration is contagious and aspire to inspire as we commonly say. So the inner spire, the Jedi, the pillar of light that you already are and can be the choice is yours. So sweet guys. Okay. 
paradigmshiftcentral.com. Check it out. Check out all of the other content that we got going on there. Check out the quest journals and uh, stay tuned for more future broadcasts. You can sign up, create your profile there, create your own quest journals. Patreon.com forward slash Brendan Colton, YouTube.com forward slash Skull Babylon, Facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. Send me a message, even if you want to order the Light Guardian Crystal Pendants. And uh, in addition to that, subscribe to Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes to be able to download the podcast through there. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this. And uh, please continue to share the show. Tune in for future episodes and uh, continue the conscious conversations where you are. And as always, keep it shifty. So guys, please join me in saying farewell to the people of the internet. And uh, dream wise, write down your dreams, do your reality checks, go meditate. Remember, you are always dreaming. It is just a matter of whether or not you're awake. So guys, let's say goodnight to the people of the internet as we wrap up this broadcast. And... Good night, everyone. Much love to everyone. Only he who is worthy shall possess the power of the hammer of Thor. (laughs) Thanks, Thor. You're awesome. All right, guys. See See you in the future. Going through the portal. Much love. And as always, keep it shifty. Take care, guys. Peace. Go change the world. You're doing it. Love you guys.